Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Guessing Breakpoint makes your top ten uh, video games of the year list, Rob. Uh, actually, it narrowly didn't. Huh? Oh, you've already come up with your list. I haven't started. I did Me it. Either. I thought <laughs> that was the point. That's the, the point. point. Is that we're doing oh, it here? Okay, I did it. Uh, <laughs> no one told me that was the point. Kato, I, I, I needed, said. I thought I needed to have Kato. it for this. That's why I was fucking pissed. I was like, Kato. I was like, oh, I, welcome to Waypoint Radio. <laughs> Kato, we're in it. What's happening? I thought, this is the podcast now. I, I thought so. Yesterday, I was like, "What are we doing tomorrow?" Yeah, Kato was like, "Fire Emblem, Three Houses, spoiler cast." Right. We're not doing and that. Dark Souls, yeah, Austin. Defense. Might do I, that. I have notes on that, so okay, like, good. I was ready to go. <laughs> sure. Um, and then, and then today, Kato was like, "Oh, we're doing Game of the Year instead." I was like, "I'm not ready for that." That was the point, Kato. I didn't and then know I said, that. I said, I said out loud. They said, we'll just figure it out during the podcast. Right, but I thought that meant, I didn't know that that meant we would figure out our individual yeah, list. Yeah, the point, the idea was, <laughs> let's just make it messy. Well, it'll we'll still just, be messy. I, I literally threw this together. I'm not happy with it. That's the point. Okay, so, all right. So the, uh, like, yeah, okay. So yeah, backing pitch, up. Yeah, so slow down. Yeah. The, uh, came into work, met Sober Rob. Interesting to meet Sober Rob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. 30s later. But now, I'm, that's just me in the long term, just setting up yeah. a slight level of irritation yeah. for this whole podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, we hadn't really like booked what we were going to do today. It was just like, we'll get in the studio and figure it out. Yeah. Kato realized that, came up with a plan, and then realized, Kato, let's throw out that plan and let's right. do something else. <laughs> Good. Um, because I, I thought the, the Fire Emblem spoiler cast was the least benefited from being in the room together. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, there is a, there was like one cutscene I need to show you. If we could do a not today, tomorrow, we, we could fit in, a, in a, yeah. a small sure. bit. I just want you to. There's a specific thing I need you both to see that yeah. I know neither of you have seen. Okay, so I so, believe anyway. And so if we can fit in anyway, I was like, but the game of the year stuff that we should try and do that while we're here together, right? Because it's, like, it's messier. Yeah, and but like we're weeks out from when this is going to go up. All of us could will still play games the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, we sure <laughs> yes. will. My list it has like six things on. This I, podcast will go up as definitive, but it is. Absolutely not. Our list may wildly vary Completely. from what this is. Absolutely. And so I thought, let's just go in and just like everyone pull up the list of games they're thinking about. We'll yeah. talk through those games. Yeah. Just have a messy discussion as we like the process of like what we do privately of like anxiety over our lists. And let's then we put it the out end, on the product. Put, right. So now yeah. you'll get both. You'll see the end state yeah. that is a couple weeks from now when people played some more games. But this is just like where we're at now. Right. Um, we should note today uh, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> announced. <laughs> 
Thought you were talking about Nancy from Vice. Nancy from Vice <laughs> announced that uh, she was going to begin impeachment Vice proceedings. Vice is about to impeach the president. Yeah. yeah. God. Ugh. Anyway, that's that's where my headspace is actually at what right now. Is yeah, is waking up and be like, no, Nancy Pelosi's about to give us. St- okay, hey, here we go. Remember in the middle of the 72-hour thing is when the Comey letter happened. That's true. And we, oh you and I God. just had to look at each other and go like, can't worry about that Can't, now. Gotta keep going. Uh, that seems like it'll be, n- it'll no, be big no big deal. deal. <laughs> and not completely tip the election. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, anyway, uh, three years later. Four, yeah. Three years later. Yes. I can't stand though. Like it all feels like such four bad political later? theater sometimes too. Where like it's a solemn day and it's like yeah, 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 he's yeah. a fucking crook. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> this is the most like ridiculously yes. corrupt piece of shit we've had in office like <laughs> since Harding. Yeah. Like it's absurd and we gotta be like. It's with a heavy heart that we've... <laughs> we've no, in order your heart is not heavy, Nancy. You're full of shit. We all know it. In order to defend the sanctity of our great republic. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. We're, we, we refer this to Mitch McConnell's Senate, <laughs> yeah. where, which I'm sure Jesus will treat it with the gravity and seriousness it deserves. Uh, anyway, the point is that's where we're at in terms of our anxiety levels, in terms of our like focal points, and in terms of our preparation for the conversation we're about to have. Mm-hmm. Do we just want to like talk about? Should we start with games we know at least one other person at the table has played and give sure like, a general? So sense? throughout the year, I make a list of every yes. game I've, I I picked this up from Steven Tatillo. It was something he did was uh, I as I play a game, I put in any number of hours to it. Yeah. I just add it to a list so I can like remember That's back. Smart. Like, every year I start that and stop doing it by February. <laughs> I'll forget it for a couple of months and then I'll go oh, back shit. and it's like what articles did I like games yes. I played meaningfully are probably articles I wrote. Like content usually yes. appeared. Yeah. I'll fill those in. Um, so I have a list of like the, you know, like 40 or whatever games I played. Um, uh, do, let's see. I'm trying to think of one we could start. Do we just do, or the other way to do this is chronologically. We could just bite this. Because mine, mine are chronological. Like Resident oh, Evil yeah, 2. Oh yeah, if yours are. Resident Evil 2 is a great one. Yeah. You're playing you're, that now, right? Yeah. Playing that How now? far are you? Um, so I'm in a police station. Okay. <laughs> and well. uh, there's zombies everywhere. Have you gotten to Mr. X yet? No. Okay. Ah, see, I think like, like that's like... That crystallizes what is interesting about yeah. that remake. I mean, it's it's an interesting remake from a lot of different angles. I'm like, especially the leaks about RE3. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be so interested to see what they do with that game because I think RE3 is ripe for a reinterpretation. I never as opposed, played. So either RE3. did I. It's one. It's one okay. of the one of the only ones I skipped. So I think I played RE1, RE2. I played. I even played. I didn't play RE0. Did I didn't you play, play the did weird you play Code GameCube Veronica? One. Yeah, I loved Code Veronica. Okay, because uh, that was a Dreamcast game. Okay, uh, when right, it first right. came out. Yeah. Um, but RE3 is just like the Mr. X section from RE2, um, but what if a whole game? Which is a great concept for a game, but from what I understand, it falls a little flat. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it doesn't quite work. So anyway, but like RE2 is, a, is basically a straight, it's just a remake, yeah. like, but but done really well. Like it, it's polished in the ways you would want a remake to be. Like it, in your imagination, like what does that game look like in my head? The remake is like what you think it looked like, what you think you would want it to look yeah. like. But it, when you go revisit it, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, well yeah, these I, backgrounds don't hold up. It's it's so interesting because I think about something like the Shadow of the Colossus remake that came mm-hmm. out last year. I think that was last year. Um, and a lot of people liked it. I think you really liked it. It seemed fine, but I, I don't hold that game uh, sacrilege. Sure. And I know for some people, like, the art... Uh, That's exactly it. A lot of folks, a lot of critics that I know who love that game... Uh, really love the look of the original and the, some of the stuff that Bluepoint did to update that game. For me, as someone who's like only has like a, I only played through that game once. I liked it. I liked it. Like if I have to it pick one, fine. Eco is the one that like hit me harder. Like, right. But what's 
what's interesting, yeah, sure. But what, what's interesting here is like the Resident Evil Two remake is a is a bolder remake than the Shadow of the Colossus remake. Like it adds third person shooting, something that really did redefine the like third person behind the back yeah, shooting. Shadow of the Colossus is more of a like a high end remastering exactly. than it is like like RE Two is a remake. And like it is yeah. adding mechanic like boarding up the walls, which I wish they'd done oh, yeah, yeah, more yeah, with. Other, but yeah, me too. Stuff like that. that, Mr. X itself. But it still like, feels it still evokes that that original game. I, yes. I it didn't trigger anything in me. That was like, ooh, I miss the kind of uh, pre-rendered backgrounds. No. I miss the like. It's I never the- want to play the original RE2 <laughs> again. Like I'm good. I want it to be available, but I don't necessarily yeah, want yes. to play it. Yeah, the Mr. X bit where you can he- like you th- when you think back about Resident Evil 2, uh, Mr. X existed, but and you think he was stalking you everywhere. But if you go back and play that mm-hmm. game, like that's not how it actually plays. I mean, it, it is and it isn't. Yeah. In the remake, like you hear the step, like you hear his steps. From the other side of the police station, like you know, he is. Wow. Ho- oh, it's it's sick, Rob. It, I uh, I I love horror movies, and but I don't like horror games as much because they're a solo experience. And like my uh, a lot of my experience with horror is like sitting next to my wife or being with another person. Like I enjoy being scared with other people, but I less like being scared by myself, which is part of the reason I like streaming games because right. it feels like I'm doing it with other people. And playing RE2 <coughs> by myself with Mr. X. Like hunting me down the hallways is legitimately one of the most terrifying experiences I've had in a video game. I was just like, no, no, like I just want to get past this section, but I didn't. I loved it so much. Like it's just, it's a that the whole Mr. X section is one of my favorite gaming moments of 2019, of 2019. for sure. I um, for me, like it, it only barely verged on a horror game for me. Like I, I like the trappings are all there, the zombies and the the resource management and like all the stuff that makes a horror game a horror game. But the thing that it was for me was like an action adventure, pu- not puzzle game in the puzzly sense, but in the sense of like I need to find a red key or whatever. Um, it's and, a great map. Like it's, it's a it just, great map. The you, fact that it it the fact that it marks whether or not you found everything in the room and you uh, can clear it off is, is like a dopamine game, hit every time. Every game should every game that has stuff like that should I wish just had that on. Like I was uh, played a couple hours of Darksiders Genesis, which is like the new a- third you know, right. action adventure uh, or a or top-down top version down, of, yeah, of Darksiders, yeah, yeah. and their map works that way, too, where it's like, you get into a world, you find the map in a, in a chest, and it's just, here is all the secret shit. It, it's, and it's just marked. And I'm like, put it, I... Put it in Jedi, I don't say oh. Jedi power battles. He's connected <laughs> to the Force, and he can't detect a Force fucking echo? He can't find a Force echo. It's a shame. <sighs> yeah, he's blind to the Force in this way. Um, <laughs> but no, like, that, that loop, and I said this back when we played this game when it first came out, was, like deeply um uh not just compelling but verging on addicting like verging on compulsive i i need i just needed to keep solving a puzzle like the loop of i found this key where is this key go let me go open this door oh inside is a spark plug i can put that spark plug in this statue or whatever that's not really it but it could be uh like that's that loop just completely consumed me for a week the, the, the arbitrary just, nature of re puzzles uh, the way they make they change the UI makes it less annoying in 2019, yeah. and more that it feels manageable and it feels like a nostalgic throwback in a good way. It's like, give me that spade key, like, it's like fine, like let's put the three marbles into the lion <laughs> statue. That's RE one, but uh, it by by just fronting all that stuff in the UI, it becomes like you said, like if it's not. Uh, like guesswork, like a bad adventure game, which is sometimes how Resident Evil felt. Yeah. Um, so last year, I ended up playing, or maybe it was, it was two years ago, I ended up playing the Resident Evil 1 remaster. And that one felt a little more faithful to what I remembered from Resident Evil 1, including a lot of stuff that I just don't 
get on with anymore, right? right? Like the controls were not quite like they were refined, but they still felt kind of tanky. Like it still felt like awkward and a game that a lot of the tension was coming from. I was wrestling with the game and and fighting the way it was interpreting what I wanted to do. Like learning to use the knife in Resident Evil One was just just hell. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I, I hate this thing. And I can't hate use the game your pistol is- bullets. Got to try and kn- yeah. knife switch the knife when he's the zombies on the ground and just get him a couple of times. But what the, that remake, what RE Two does for RE for RE Two, that remake did for RE One at the time. Like, right when it came out for the GameCube, it felt. The same way that <clears throat> RE2 feels, where it was a faithful reinterpret, like faithfully brought that up to date. Where if you you know tried to play the original, and you're like, uh, like I'm not I'm not jiving with this. Like you could play this, and it added things like the Crimson Zombies, which is one of the most brilliant additions RE has ever done to like its reinterpretation of its own canon. Where uh, if people haven't played that remake, when you in the original game, when you kill a zombie, it's just dead, like it's just gone, like it's vanished from the game world. But there were Crimson Zombies where they would just, uh, they would come back. Certain zombies that you killed would come back, and also, I think they screamed at you while, like, they, like, ran at you across the hallway. It was fucking terrifying. I love the Crimson Zombies. <laughs> yeah, um, but the thing that did strike me with this Resident Evil 2 remaster is that I didn't feel like I was fighting with the game. Like, it felt yeah. very seamless and I was yeah. controlled. But the thing that really amazed me was... Hitting the zombies was still really hard. Like it, it didn't feel like, like oh, oh the, the jukes the, the they aim, made oh, yeah. and the aim drift, <laughs> yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, totally. your character needs like has to take a moment has to, to reacquire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm not some superhero that can just like mow these things down. <laughs> like it's you know that thing is coming closer, and I shoot it once in the head, and it like reels, and I'm like, Leon, you need to, <laughs> yeah. That Calm, was... like breathe, center yourself, <laughs> but seriously, you put want some, some training. fucking lead down range. <laughs> it's great because there is there's always a risk when you change a mechanic like this that you lose the fundamental feeling of the game. And I will say, I don't know that this is the right model for uh, other types. I, I wouldn't want Silent Hill or Silent Hill 2 to feel like this at all, right? Like I would want to still be fighting the controls in those games. Those games shouldn't feel, you know, playable in the same way. You shouldn't feel as embodied. Um, uh, and any choice like this is a choice and it isn't just like this is the better one or right. whatever. Like you're, you're making a different play experience. Um, but I do think for Resident Evil 2, which is a campy horror action game or horror, horror adventure game when it came out. Uh, this makes sense. And the fact that they that they kind of found a way to slide the sort of like tension from the pre-rendered background, you know, uh, isometric camera or not isometric, but, you know, weird, yeah. you know, camera positions, tank controls into a third person shooter where you're still always you never feel comfortable because of things like Mr. X, because of things like the the way that zombies lurch and die. And it's still extremely cramped. And it's, it's still not cramped. It's, it's, you're the, right. The police station especially is just hallways yeah, like totally really narrow hallways and like that defines that game's architecture i also think it's why the first half of the game is great and then the sewers and lab and the back half are whatever I, 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 I would i would have been happy if they chose to go we're going to completely reimagine the yeah. second half because it was weak in re1 or in the original re2 and all I all I did once I got to the second half was wanted to go wanted a reason to go back to the police station. You, I really want you to play through at some point, Claire's Claire. Route. Yeah, I've heard she, she I've heard she has a better second. Yeah, half. Like, I, and I'm just curious if that's true because right. I haven't played Leon's right. route yet either. And so like that's just like I have no idea if if I would play through his and be like yo this sucks or if I'd right. be like yeah, this is basically the same thing and I'm still pretty much happy with it. I, don't know. I was struck by so 
my memory of Resident Evil 2 was that it felt big and expansive compared to Resident Evil 1 where yeah. everything's tight tight the, yeah. the, the the claustrophobic mansion here there's the idea of the city and the, that police station seemed big at the time yeah. like my memory of PS1 Resident Evil 2 was like oh shit this game is huge this one what was interesting to me was that it felt like the game was the same size like it faithfully scaled it but now it just felt like tiny and kind of cramped mm-hmm. in, a, in kind of a weird way. But it did give me good – like that feeling of claustrophobia and being trapped in this police station did give me good um, – oh, God. What's the uh, Romero movie that opens with like the raid on the project full of zombies? Um, Not Dawn? Yeah, Dawn. it might be – no, it might be Day Dawn. of the Dead? Yeah. Day of the Dead's with the speaking zombie like in the army base. What? No, this is this one that opens with like the police like doing a massive like raid in a public housing. Uh, it's been a while since I watched that. Yeah, trilogy. but it's all just like SWAT troops go yeah. in, and it's just this nightmare of like it must tight, be, it has to be David Dawn, that is Dawn. Dawn. It's Dawn. Dawn. It's Dawn. It's Dawn. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and this kind of gave me that vibe of like everywhere is just like you're it's like going through a train almost where it's like everything is just you go into a hallway you're bottled yeah you know and it's you move forward or backwards but there's no getting around anything there might be some and, side rooms but like that doesn't clear out that right hallway. and you don't know what's in those side yeah. rooms um and so it, it did give me this great like the sheer number of times i was like oh oh god i'm i'm fucked i'm getting overrun and i would just bolt into a side room and i'm i just have a few seconds to be like how do i defend this tiny little like hellhole <laughs> yeah. uh what's what's my plan of action for defending a room the size of g4 against like four <laughs> zombies fucking die in this room you're dead yeah. um you just have to like move around this table over and over i do think a thing that's interesting about the the fact that the mansion felt or sorry the police station and the city felt expansive in in the original we didn't get many modern games games set in modern settings in 1998 when this game came out and i i wonder if some of the grandeur of like wow i'm in raccoon city it's raccoon city right it is actually okay and the police station is just like this is a police station that's like a little market like that's like a gun store like gta 3 hadn't come out yet at this point well also you have like like final fantasy 7 is like the advent of like computer generated backgrounds but that was a fantasy setting and that's normally where you got these cg backgrounds was fantasy settings and re2 yeah you're probably right i'd be curious like I would love to like in a historical perspective, like how many other games were even doing modern. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 totally. I I remember that being a novelty at the time yeah, and feeling that's probably cool, right. and that helped make it feel so much bigger. Like I'm in a city, whereas now, like I'm not really in a city. In a city <laughs> in <R2> <laughs> These <laughs> cars are stacked in a way where I'm basically going down a hallway. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and like, well, the answer is like I can go play 30 other games that are actually open world right. games that are in a, in something more like a city. Uh, and so that that doesn't have it does feel cramped in, in in that way. And also, I do think that you're right that the, the level design is set up in, in that way, especially in the field of third person shooters, many of which have big open spaces. Uh, do you think it's going to make your list? Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably not number one, but I, I'm very high on it. So, uh, Rob, are you are you in it two deep enough to know, or is it on your? It's 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 in play. It's in play. Okay. Yeah. It's, so it's so it's in that like you have your top ten, and then you have like fifteen games below it. You're like, can I, can I slide it up? <laughs> like outer outer wilds is like on the horizon. Have you started playing? <laughs> no. It? Okay. Yeah. But, like, but you're so, kind of like you're soft saving a spot for it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like that's probably going to be good. It's, it's probably it's be good. very good. It is. Did it you is, see that update shit? Yeah, I gotta find out what that secret is. I don't know what it is. They added some sort of secret into yeah, that. That's sort of cool. light, small secret into sure. Outer Wilds. I, I think there there was an invisible wall somewhere that was there, like for like 
holdover reasons or something. Like, oh fuck, we forgot to remove that invisible wall. And I think they removed that invisible wall and put. This is like there. that when uh, the first story I wrote when I came over here was about that game Tibia. Oh yeah, had the the nine 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 door, great, which like blew up. Like it was such a sad. Like, God, that you I, fucking... I, 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 the first article <laughs> I wrote for Vice like blew the fuck up and was like the top thing on the site and for like two days. Exact pi- like as the EIC at the time, it was. Exactly the like, ammo I needed. We're gonna find like weird stories and show you that people would click on them. And it was like <laughs> right after you hired me, the first hire, it was just like whoop. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, it was so good. Anyway, yeah, uh, that's cool. That yeah. So they're they're adding that uh, briefly. I I think Kato, you and I are the only people who've played Outer Wilds yet, right? And you're still early. I'm still early. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. I'm not gonna. Outer Wilds is a game that if I was still a giant bomb, I'd yeah. be going to the fucking mat for this yeah. game. Like I right. am. Is anyone? Did anyone play it over there? Can we speculate on the side? I know our. I don't know what their voting situation is. No, I know, but, but I, mean, I do like, know who's played it over there. Has Vinny six played it? people have played it? Oh, okay. Brad <laughs> says four of them love it. Ooh, which is I guess wild. That gives it a chance. Yeah. That gives it a chance. That gives yeah. it a real chance. I, I, I'm getting, uh, so Brad just beat this game last weekend. Uh, just in time. Just in time. Like literally. Especially because you said the, the ending is so critical. The ending is to, so good. Like right. I, I cannot oversell the ending en- enough. Um, it is, it is, impa- it is doing something that just doesn't happen in video games in right. terms of what the goal of that, of that game is. And the, the intention of, of emotional and intellectual, like, the space it's playing in just isn't something that I got a lot of a lot of video games, especially video games of this size, uh, doing. Um, and so I like the the short pitch for that game. Uh, if if you don't remember when I pitched it earlier this year, is it is a game that uh, is about exploring a solar system uh, stuck in a time loop. You get twenty two minutes to explore the solar system before you have to do it again. Uh, there are no unlockables. There's no saving. Uh, someone just tweeted at me like, why didn't anybody ever tell me I couldn't save in this game? I understand that desire for something to fit in your life and be like, I wish I could quick save and just like redo this puzzle or like go back. You have to finish like the loop and then come And then come go out. come back. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of the, and a lot of the like mid to late game puzzles are about that loop. So it's like, you know, hey. Oh, so they're playing it on PC so they can't just like like pause state it like you can on a PS4. I or guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that does make sense, yeah. the um, the, There are puzzles that are like, oh, hey, you know, seven minutes in, this this planet is close enough to this other thing that this thing happens, right? right? I'm not right. going to give into right. specifics here because so much of this game is solving those puzzles. Right. I guess if, if someone was like, hey, tell me one of those puzzles right now, I would do it. But like, <laughs> but that's the style of, of, of thing. And, and so the, the game is fundamentally about going around these different locations, learning how their environments work, learning the kind of rules of the different systems. Um, so for instance, this is like a really broad one. Giant's Deep is this huge planet. The first time I went to Giant's Deep was actually with you at PAX. Right. I was playing, I was playing. You uh, sat down with that yes. while I was playing something, something else. Something else yeah. in the, at the time, I think this game was being published by... It was still published by Annapurna. Did Annapurna publish yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so it was published by Annapurna, and I sat down to play it, and uh, weirdly, Rami was watching me play. Right. Uh, and I was, like, fucking around with some It was broken, a hard game. That's a bad game it's to It's a bad demo. game to demo, but it ended exactly the way it should, which is I'm in a space station orbiting a gas giant, this, like, bright green jewel of a planet. The station is completely destroyed. I'm... I've set my ship into orbit, I think, but I did not, in fact, do that. <laughs> I've gotten out of my ship to Oh, I remember how you died. Yeah, ah, so I started exploring okay. yeah. this uh-huh. broken space station that is some sort of launch system. Uh, it, it, it's like some sort of probe launching device. And I'm like doing puzzles and I'm, I'm kind of, you're, it's a first person game where you're, you're exploring and translating text from old alien scientists. And then you, you uh, uh, I, me, I'm like, all right, I think I finished 
you know, solving this, I like exploring this. I got a little bit of story stuff here. Time to go back to my ship. Where is my fucking <laughs> ship? My ship had momentum. I didn't realize it had. I didn't match to or like you can match speeds. So like you can like fly near something, match speeds to it and stop. Right. Uh, and I did not do that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, fuck, what do I do now? And I realize I only have a little bit of like jetpack jet fuel. fuel left and then it's going to start using my oxygen as propellant. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm close to that planet. Like, you know, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory. I'm going to move into that planet. And I like start descending into the planet and it's like, <laughs> and then I break the cover of this thing I think is a gas giant, but it turns out to be an ocean world. And it's just pouring rain and there's giant cyclone, cyclones everywhere. And then like a sea across the entire planet with, dotted with islands. No land to go to. No land to go to that I can see at this point. I end up landing and finding a floating vessel from another explorer that's floating out in the distance and like, Oh, maybe I can get there and get more oxygen. And I get there and I like, don't have enough to get there. And I don't think you can get into that thing and like recover your oxygen or take right. over that vessel. Anyway, it's crashed. Um, and that experience is like, wow, this is wild. So and on that planet, it's all of the stuff that you end up doing is about like learning how to navigate, you know, through the, the weather, understanding that every, you know, so many minutes – things get lifted up into the upper atmosphere because of how the cyclone, the cyclones move over mm. stuff um, like stuff like that. And, and all the while you're translating old text, you're putting together the mystery of the rest of the solar system. There's a lot of like on this planet, you learn how to deal with a problem on another planet because they've sent transmissions back and forth gotcha. or because you find someone's old diary that says, Oh, whew, I tried to use this trick that I used on this other planet, but it didn't work here because X, Y, Z. Um, and so it ends up building this world that is just like fascinating to explore that is – I've used this phrase a lot when describing this game, but it's ontologically flat by which I mean um, everything is – OK. So in Resident Evil, mm -hmm. you get a Speaking key. my language. Right. You get a key. Uh, let's Spade say you, key, diamond key, whatever key, key. Or, or you, let's say you get a like what's a you get like the chess keys right in the sure. in the short yeah. in the sore, and then you do like a chess puzzle sort of you're like oh this has to be next to this it's not really a chess puzzle at all and then then you get a different screen a different screen comes up and you put the chess piece into the block right. or whatever. There's never a different screen in this game. You never cut to a uh, you know a pre-rendered background where there's gears like mist, right? It doesn't do the mist thing of like ah, I'm now fundamentally interacting with with this game in a different mode. Uh, video games have sky boxes. Sky boxes are ontologically different than the ground you're walking on. They're a JPEG in the background. You can't go there. It's not. It doesn't affect you. Everything in this game is physical and is acting on other physical objects. When you see a distant world that is siphoning the, the sand dunes from its binary planet that it is like orbiting or co-orbiting around, it's actually doing that. You can walk into that, that like downpour of sand. It's actually doing it. When you go to turn a crank or like or move a thing, you're doing it in the physical world. And that ends up creating this sense of like sublime mechanation where you're like you're in this space. And so then by the end of the game, when it starts to, when, when first of all, like the whole story is studying these, these people who previously studied this like world. It's like a Rubik's Cube game. It's almost like a Rubik's Cube game in some ways. Yeah, but it's not as, it isn't puzzly in that way. Yeah, it yeah, isn't, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, like you're court, living you know. and solving an orary. 
Yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 a totally. An, an orary, an orary, which is they're like really a, they're really cool. Like they're they're moving motion models of like solar systems, solar systems. And natural bodies. Yeah. If you but they're really like complicated a, because everything rotates and spins and turns at different rates. And yes. So a proper orary has really obscure mechanical rea- like interactions happening at all times mm. because as you turn it, all the right things are happening astronomically, but the mechanism by by which that is happening, you're turning one thing. Right. 80 different things are, are turning moving at as once. you do that. Well, and so the thing that I want to emphasize is the puzzles don't require technical expertise yeah. or scientific knowledge. They, and they require a sort of um, intimate relationship with the way the world works that is an embodied relationship. So I just mentioned the sand thing, the one planet kind of so siphoning incredible. sand. It's so good. It's so beautiful. It creates very, again, sublime in in a kind of the historical, you know, philosophical idea of natural sublimity. Um, but the but the the in, on that planet, for instance, when it's siphoning that sand away, that sand is actually moving from one planet to another, which means things the sand we're covering are covering up stop being covered up in or or on the other planet the sand starts filling things in yeah. and so it's like oh there are gaps i can cross now because the sand is covering up these like spiky That's plants amazing. right and that is the game on every planet there is something like that happening um and so it is not like again it is not missed i have a gear puzzle to work through and sometimes you can trick yourself into thinking that you can be like well if i wait until these planets align then i can launch this pro like no no no, no, no. you just it is fine to just kind of stumble around for 20 hours and then once you have enough pieces. Loop and you, like you yes. will have these moments, these opportunities come again. Yes, exactly, exactly. How does the game handhold you to knowing like, okay, there's still more for you to do it, here? It has the Resident Evil 2 map, I guess, okay. in, a, in, a spa- in a sense that I didn't right. realize until just now. Huh. There's a rumor map on your ship, which I do wish was just in a pause menu. I do wish you could just yeah. hit the back button or hit escape or whatever and pull up this rumor map. But it basically is a thought map, a mind map. Rumor map? The rumor map. <laughs> that's that's a, just a great, that's a great uh, name. And it's, it's just like a collection of... All of the thing, all of the places you've been, and the kind of like um, the the stuff you know. I'm just going to show you like a zoomed out version of it really quick. Uh, here in the top right, uh, you see it's just like, oh yeah, like I know, you know, this shit that is like, let me pull this up. Uh, it's like, okay, hey, I know about whatever this this one planet is, right? The, oh, the Ash Twin Project, okay. And you would click in on that, and it will list the things you learned there, gotcha. like in a single sentence. It's like, oh, I learned that the Ash Twin Project was about studying X phenomena. Right. Okay, I also learned that, it, that you know, there's some sort of connection from that project to another project, and then it will draw a line there. Tells you where to poke around. Exactly, and anywhere you don't, know what to do it will uh, if you if it, you haven't finished everything it says there's still more secrets here to discover and you can select any of these things and we'll put a waypoint on your map oh that's which nice. is super useful right. especially in the end game because sometimes there are like quicker way they're kind of like dark soulsy shortcuts yeah. sometimes uh or it's just like once you get to a place maybe you, it took you a while to get to a place um but once you are there and it's on your map you can waypoint it and then that waypoint will guide you gotcha um it is because of all the stuff that I said, the end game, when you start to uncover the the reasons for what happened, when you start to realize what you have to do, when you completed, there's like one big optional thing that has a, another all-time great moment in it um, uh, uh, that is about understanding kind of the second tier of physical laws of this, of this sci-fi universe. You then embark on kind of a final loop and you know what you have to do and you go through it 
And at the time, I played the end of this game. I thought, like, I'll do this loop. I know what my objective is. It's a thing I can do in 22 minutes. Right. And that'll be it. And they'll be like, wow, like, here's the ending. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Outer Wilds. Uh, <laughs> but instead, it opens into something else. It doesn't open. Open is actually the wrong word. It, it, it focuses on a, a very authored experience of something incredible that wants to be in the space of something like you know the sort of big idea sci-fi you said like 2001 2001 and stuff like that yeah. uh interstellar you know um uh, which i don't love that much the first like, two-thirds of interstellar the first two-thirds of interstellar <laughs> contact um, love that, contact that what if a you great like movie. contact you love should at least contact. see one the of my end no i'm gonna play um, the game okay good I'm... yeah but it is it is it is one of those things where it's like this is my favorite game of the year dot 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 <laughs> fuck is it bigger than that like it is the only yeah. thing in the is the only thing in the last five years that comes into immediate conversation with breath of the wild for me is a right. game that i so deeply love um so that is that is outer wilds it's definitely it's it is my number one like this is the, i can't the rest it's just more of a matter of figuring out the rest of the yeah list. which is useful in some ways yes um <laughs> but it is not but it but it is also like one of those things where it's just like i if I could just write a list that was just like Outer Wilds and then some other games came out this year, yeah. that'd be rude because I like some other games uh -huh. that came out this year, but, <laughs> but it might be easy. honest and yeah. it'd be very easy. Uh. Um, but yeah, so that, that's Outer Wilds. I hope I hope everyone in this room gets a chance to, to play it over the next few weeks. I'm going to try. Um, I'm, I am, I'm rooting for it. There's a, it is very fun to kind of play armchair quarterback with the giant bomb stuff. Oh, oh yeah. And just be like, how would I build that alliance? Mm -hmm. Who would I put, who would I bring together? Um, <laughs> I heard Dan loves that game and it's like, I think you're done. I think you got it. If you can get a Brad, Vinny, yes. Dan alliance. Yes. That's a gameable, that's You've a gameable got, situation. Especially, well, Brad's a, a key figure because he's an immovable object. Yes. Um, I mean, and it's. In the great Skyrim versus uh, Saints Row uh, 3 debate of 2000-whatever, yeah. uh, Ryan Davis just gave up. Like, right. he just got tired of listening to Brad. And I was on Brad's side with Skyrim, but it was also just, like, didn't feel that. I was like, yeah, I think, like, you know, in the annals of history, we'll look back. So I think Skyrim would be a better choice. Um, but Saints Row was the, like I regret that if I could retcon it all I would have yeah. gone with Saints Row it was the more honest choice it's the more honest giant bomb 20 and whatever Ryan choice just, Ryan just gave up he said fine fuck you Brad like <laughs> Skyrim wins and Jeff was so mad I bet I bet it was great um, alright what uh, else what else did a lot of us play this year that, or what else came out maybe Kingdom Hearts 3 Kingdom Hearts 3 is <laughs> on this him. list but not high for me because I didn't play it but it was important to me I, yeah. Yeah, I, if it ends up on my list it will be because not because I enjoyed the game. I think the game was mostly trash. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but I what, uh, uh, what I enjoyed the, I, like, on? I, it. Mostly would have been <clears throat> it was trash regardless. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, damn it. Uh, but um, the joy I would I would it, it would end up on there because of lore reasons. Yeah. And it would end up on there because of lore reasons because the journey of un, like yeah, I think we admitted doing that podcast that like. Who has not taken a pot shot at like the Kingdom Hearts community in the same way you take pot shots at anime fans because they get overly protective of it and then get mad and that's funny, that's <laughs> shitty, um, and I still think it's worth doing now now that I've understood Kingdom Hearts, we don't have to be so sensitive about it. But I love understanding why Patrick people to Kingdom Hearts community. Yeah. Why are you so sensitive? Yeah, still stand, stand, I'm just poking fun. Still staying by it, but it's fun to understand why people love a thing. It's yeah. like gen yeah. like. I don't like Kingdom Hearts, but I understand why people love it, and that's fucking cool. Because it's you don't necessarily get a chance to get into something so dense and like look back and go like, I 100% get why people 
are sensitive. I get go- why people lost their fucking shit when Aqua showed up with yellow yes. eyes in that trailer. Yes. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent, and it's cool to like know that. Like I've yeah, forgotten ninety nine percent of the details at this point, but I know enough of the broad strokes. Yeah, to like, yeah. I could watch a DLC trailer. I couldn't name any of the God. the side of the. Uh, yeah, what are they even called no. What are they even the called? Dark Brotherhood? The Dark Brotherhood. That's <laughs> Excuse me, Organization Thirteen. Organization, Organization Thirteen. 13. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Remember, nobody, nobody passed God their mark of mastery yeah. exam except, except, for Natalie. except for Natalie, who's not here. Shout, Shout out to out. Natalie. I think we're gonna, I'm gonna try to bring Natalie in to do a, to do that Final Fantasy thing as, as part of this. Oh, very good. Salvo. <laughs> anyway, Kato, you are the yeah. actual Kingdom Hearts fan here. Yeah. Well, and I'm curious. Uh, wow. Look, well, no. Here's the thing. Here's the th- here's, here's my. I've always I enjoyed like the first two of those games when I was smaller. Yeah. And then I dropped <laughs> off. <laughs> The Pokemon stand says, Kato actually, is, Kingdom Hearts is for children. Kato has look, put away look. childish when things. I was, when I was a child, I played <laughs> Kingdom Hearts like a child. child. Yeah. And, you know, because they, like, went through other handhelds and never, like, picked it back up, uh, and I never really got into, like, until we started doing Lori's and then I started to go back through all the old stuff, and it's like, oh, wow, I remember enjoying these games. But... I would, I would, I, I don't put myself in the same category as the people who freaked out when they saw that Aqua had yellow eyes. Yeah. Like I didn't, um, I didn't have that same like history with it. Uh, well, because so, that shit doesn't even happen in the one or two, right? No, that's that's the thing. Right. One and two are like the story hasn't started yet. It's, it's straight, it starts it, at the end of like halfway through two. Right. And like, they're pretty straightforward stories all told. Like yeah. the convoluted lore is, is it's on the margins. You well, can they're, see they're parts like, of it, but they're like not even, they're, they're straightforward in what you're doing, but there's a lot of shit. The reason the lore gets so complicated is because none of it actually made that much sense. Right. You're like, why? Whomst? Yeah. And then they started <laughs> filling all that shit in in the other games. And that's why Nomura you get the got fucking web. He was like, yeah. I guess I should start figuring out what all this does. Right. I'm just um, waiting for him to put the Knights of Ren in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh pilot. my god! They never show up in a movie. Oh my god! But they god. show up in Kingdom they Hearts show, Four. Like, are they supposed to be in the new one? I thought they got cut. Is my understanding? Uh, oh which my is god! Very funny. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, um, so like I don't. I <laughs> is it on your list? <laughs> I don't know. Wow! Okay. I have to count. Okay. Then I think. Then I think we know. I, yeah. I, I yeah. have to count how many other games I played, even, but. It, it would be however ten. Many it would be ten. If he played, right? a, if he played nine, Kingdom <laughs> Hearts makes the, the list. God, <laughs> uh, what are those other games? Basically. They're terrible too, but they're uh, on the list. Oops, I played Anthem. Get out of here, Kingdom yeah. Hearts Three. Anthem is not the on fuck? my list. No. Anthem is not on my list. No. God, what a no, bummer. You know, no, yeah. would be on my list is the E3 demo of Anthem yeah. that yeah. you and I played. <laughs> Great demo, in which we walked out being like, "This might be like the this game be we've good. been waiting for our whole no, lives." Bad. Disappointing, very disappointing. Uh, uh, What's actually disappointing was was I don't want to come back to Kingdom Hearts. Maybe we don't. I think we're good, right? I think we're good. Yeah, it is tentatively on my list, but it's in it's in my wash of like yeah, eleven to fifteen. So Anthem, so Anthem, I found stuff to like in that game. Yes, I I still love the flying. I'm so glad I played a Colossus in that game because of how distinct that felt from all the other classes. I'm so bad. I'm so mad I played the Javelin because that class fucking sucked. The default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, for me, the thing that that ended up being the real disappointment was the post-launch stuff. Yeah. The fact that, like, I don't expect the Final Fantasy II Realm Reborn, like, start, or, or 14 Realm... 2.0 2.0 Realm Reborn. Although it sounds like they are doing that. We'll, we'll see, right? Like I would yeah. love the world in which Anthem, you know, next or whatever yeah. makes it on my list next year or right. the year after. That would actually be a great story. But in the window immediately following Anthem's release, 
it was like not Did radio you even finish silence. the campaign. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I think I beat everything the game had to offer at launch. Um, which is it was a mistake, <laughs> a bad use of my time. Uh, but I did that because I had faith that that team was invested. Yes. I, I, the team is probably invested. That's unfair. I'm not saying they're not invested. Right. But that action would be taken to to make things, to make new content, to have at least a drip feed. There would be some sort were, of incremental, yeah. like even small, like very very small things that would have made sense to have been tweaked early on. Just didn't happen. Right. Because it seems like they've instead decided to just do a wholesale. Like reboot right. of it, um, well, and there just which is wasn't, probably the smart move. But the funniest, the, the weirdest part for me is, I would probably be in a better place with that game if they had continued to put content out instead of like emergency patches, emergency fixes, the loot changing the loot every change, other day. Exactly, because like those, it's almost like commit to the bad game you have. Put out stuff. Continue to try to t- build a world and tell a story, even if I'm not in love with the the grind or it, with the powers or whatever. And and in the background, continue to make this big change that's right. coming. Like, hey, we're going to do a huge patch in 2020, 2021, whatever it is. Um, but instead, it was like the cataclysms didn't even show up for a long time. And then they showed up and they were not they were, interesting. Yeah, it was, yeah. um, it's like if there had just been a more tra- – if there had been a Destiny season style right. thing where it's like here's a seasonal event. Here's like three new quests this month. I mean they did announce that. And then about, about halfway through they went – Ooh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure yeah. that's coming out. Yeah, uh, so maybe we'll we should see. just send those people on to something else. So, but they did nail the flying. Like they it was sure so did. genuinely satisfying yeah. to get around that world. Um, that I I don't have necessarily faith, but I have ho- I, I'm I have hope that they could make something really cool because I want to fly around in that world again. <laughs> I just want it's a proof concept. It, it, I mean, it, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, and, and yeah, it. Oh, it's frustrating because the stuff that they got wrong was stuff that Bioware has historically gotten right. right. Like I, I forget about the, I mean, the power stuff too. Honestly, like the fact that like there's a very limited array of weapons that that don't necessarily feel distinct in contrast to something like Mass Effect two and three, where even though there were a limited amount of weapons, I could tell you the difference between the heavy pistol and the light pistol right. very clearly, and only that felt good. I could tell you about what my favorite you know biotic powers are in the Mass Effect series and how they feel distinct and what their use cases are. Um, likewise with Destiny, right? Like the the easiest comparison here here to make is to Destiny. Right. I can talk to you about the different builds and about like what makes them feel good. I can barely and, tell you what the javelin did. Right. Uh, uh, and so the <laughs> You the, don't even remember the name. The, the javelin Ranger. is the, the name of all of them. I know. Whatever. <laughs> I was sitting here wondering, I was like, weren't they all javelins? They're yeah, all they're javelins. all javelins. What is it? Ranger. No, you no, won't what's play mine? The, the Ranger. Uh, it was no. the like the, the, the wasp type character. Yeah. Oh, you're the interceptor. 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 You're the yeah. interceptor. You're right. The quick one. Which has like which which like does some like buff abilities. And also was just like broken at some point. It sucked. Anyway. So the the but and like that that is something Bioware has gotten right before. More importantly, Bioware spent decades being the people I went to for good world building and interesting character interaction. Yeah. Even if it wasn't, even if it was cheesy character interaction, even if it was like this is like junk food character interaction. At, at the best, it was so much more than that. At the best, it was really complex and interesting plots in science fiction and fantasy. Um, and at its at its cheesiest, it was like cheesy fun junk food. I, I, Anthem does a way worse job than, than even Andromeda, a game that I did not like very much at all despite really trying to like it uh it, there's very little to hang on to there there are like some sketches of ideas there are some neat bits here and there that don't ever take the forefront don't ever get the focus that they deserve you know what, what was the name of the main enemy type the the not the main one but the like the alien the ones bad? No. Like alien swarmy yeah. ones. Whatever they are. The scar. Yeah. Let's say. Sure. Let's no, say. That's, right. that's right. That's the right. The flood. Well, so the thing with them was 
the their whole pitch, which you only learn in a codex entry, basically, is that they were insects. Oh, you telling that, me this was one of the big... Yeah, there are insects that, after they come into contact with a culture, start to emulate that culture. And so the reason they take a humanoid form is because they've been fighting humanoid, like, other javelins and people from your, like human culture, whatever the fuck they were. I don't yeah. know they're called humans, but like the people on this weird sci-fi planet. Um, and that's dope. And there's not like a quest about that. There's not like a, a quest line right. where then you meet the head of the scar or some like scar, you know. Which is what you would do in a Mass brain. Effect game. Or like even you in would, a Destiny, yeah. you, would, you would at least touch it. In yeah. Destiny 1, if the, the one thing that game did right yeah. was introduce each of its different factions in some way, yeah. like, eh, yeah. But <laughs> at least you knew. Like, at least you knew what like. Eh. No, I mean, Kato, the grimoire was always where you found that interesting stuff. Though. Well, like, the, the interesting Vex were stuff. Dull robots. Yeah. The interesting stuff. But I knew that the Vex were robots that did certain things introduced in the in the gameplay. Yeah. And like the more interesting time stuff, they left out. Right. Yeah. This but is also like that moment when the this Vex is like, fucking show up in Destiny One slaps. Like yeah, it fucking like, walking, slaps. You're walking down the down some like you hallway. shoot a robot's head off and yeah. it. Keeps walking at yeah. you, and you're uh-huh. like, "Fuck!" Everything else, I've been headshotting. You. Like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? Yeah, this game and doesn't do that. No. I'm just saying, it's like even in that, Anthem doesn't even do that. Also, we're like, yeah, right. we're t- we're picking like two things really low on the floor. Uh, <laughs> like, geez, like you know, you know what? what even, you right. know what game that also did it horribly, but like a little bit better than Anthem? <laughs> Destiny. Destiny right. But it did, but, and like if that's what they're trying to make, yeah, they're not yeah, understand no, the limit. But they don't even. So it's like they didn't even pick a lane properly. Right. And that was the thing. I was one of the people who was saying, and I still believe this, that the – remember the narrative that was going around? I was like, EA's making the make a destiny. No. These are people who are excited about no, trying to make this game. Everything I actually heard from people that worked yes. on the game was like, actually, EA just let us go build the game we wanted yes. to. We knew they wanted to do service-based stuff, so we tried to think of how would Bioware was, merge what we do. Yes. It was not a mandate. It was maybe suggested like, hey, you're going to get a better chance you, of like a Project Greenlit if we're moving <laughs> I, in this direction, but it was not like, go make a Destiny. If Bioware said, had go tried make a to make a Dragon Age or a, or a Mass Effect game or something in that space, I bet you it would have sucked. Because the writing on in this game was bad. The yeah. stuff that like I need from those games, they would not have delivered on. And it would have been very I don't want this team to write romance. They should they no. could have hired different people to add romanceable companions. They could have hired a different team totally. But the team leadership on this game built the game that they maybe not the game they wanted to build, but the gen, the genre. They were in the lane yeah, yeah, yeah. that they wanted to yeah, be in. Yeah, I wanted to be clear like I'm not saying that, like there wasn't like profound influence from EA what they uh, want but totally. it was not as simple as like go make a destiny and then they fucked it up because like because they're not they were put in this it. box that no. like they, well, I mean maybe they didn't have the skill set to do it sure. the way that we would like but that wasn't about and so I'm still I still defend the thing of like companies change studios change leadership changes the the people who make the games at a place can change over time if they want to try something new I'm going to defend the right not the right but like I think it's a good idea to try sure. new things uh, it just also is is uh, it was also frustrating because they just didn't do it right. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so um, uh, and also the whole year, it turns out uh, again and again, other companies tried to f- fill in that gap with Greedfall, with Outer Worlds, and like I, I still haven't had the experience mm-hmm. I want from one of these games of this of that bunch. Like I think quietly, Greedfall might have been the most successful at being like a Bioware style right. RPG. Like I fell off of it because I was starting to like, there was just too much. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to fit mm-hmm. that game into uh, that window. It was doing some interesting things. Uh, 
And it did seem to do a good job of, and this was the thing that not a lot of games were doing this year. Greedfall took time to lay out its scenarios and have you explore like what is superficially happening on a space. And then talk to more people and begin right. to learn. There's fill it in. Yeah, there's different. There's 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 sort of cross currents at, at work here, and and that is the structure of the Bioware games that we've liked in the past. Yeah, and I did not think that it would that Greedfall would be so unusual for being a game that takes the time to do that. But then this was a year of tons of interesting stuff being tossed into lore dumps uh, somewhere. And so it's this weird thing of Greedfall feels old-fashioned, but also Greedfall – one of the things that makes Greedfall feel old-fashioned is because it's doing like really basic, competent RPG stuff of like, hey, here's a, se- here's a setting. Here are the major actors in that setting. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go talk to them? Maybe too much, but just keep <laughs> talking to them. Boy, these natives sure do an accent. Um, yeah, I'm just the smallest <laughs> bean. Is that really? Oh one? yeah, no. They oh. like their their whole deal is um, God. There's there's a vowel <laughs> sound they don't like that doesn't exist in their language. So, uh, they it's just like oi. Boy, I'm a small bean. Stop. And it's stop. Yeah, Natalie, it's you like, don't work here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it like it gets a little much where it's like they're tra- like they're trying to do some heavy shit, mm-hmm. but all of it just sounds like uh-oh. <laughs> oh no, the settlers here. I hate this. Stop. Oh, this God. is not in my top 10. <laughs> No, no uh, Greedfall not making your top ten list, Rob. Um, probably, like probably not. I think I appreciated that there was sort of a Bioware style RPG. Maybe I'll find some more time for it. I can see it being a game that next year I'm say, like very Greedfall good. was all right. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> um, good winter 2020 game. But mostly, like it does have me thinking about like Anthem has cool world building stuff happening just. Basically, on an info card that yeah. slid across the table, uh, Heather and I were talking the other day about how often Death Stranding is doing that same thing, where it's like, "Here's an interesting idea. Here are some characters you meet. Well, you don't really meet them. You see them at a distance. They don't really do anything. This this woman doesn't talk. Neither does yeah. this one. But they'll e- they'll email you later and give you backstory in these lore dumps via email. And it is weird how much the grimoire used to be weird because it was exceptional. Yeah, it was like. This isn't how you tell a story. (laughs) Destiny just put its story in the collectible cards. Yeah. And now every game seems curve. Yeah, but like without the without the ceremony and weird compelling nature of the grimoire. The grimoire was like a stylistic experiment. (laughs) Snippets of like um, microfiction. Yeah. 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 It's like it's like a wiki. It was like an in-world diegetic wiki of lore. Yeah. Versus in world is, uh... yeah. Well, <laughs> look, fair. You of all people should understand that once you begin playing Destiny, it does not end at no. like at the controller. It, right. it, it expands. Into Destiny was all life. around you. Oh. Oh, uh, but yeah, God. so it's it's just weird to me how often this year did feel like the things I used to take for granted about different genres and like different things about like storytelling in a video game were not happening uh, this year. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of critical info, just sort of, you know, asterisked into into being in a lot of different games. Yeah, totally. What else? What else? What else? I, I want to just get this random aside out because it came to mind when we were talking about teams assigned to things that are new to them and maybe encouraging that. Yeah. Uh, 
the Crystal Dynamics Avengers game that people keep look at, I look at and just go, that just seems yeah. not very good. Uh, someone I know that has worked around that game at some point, um, I was mentioning to them, I was like, why does that look so not good? And he's like, well, why would you ask a team that made like action adventure games with a huge emphasis on platforming to make a combat heavy game? That seems like you're asking a team with a different skill set to do something very different, right? And I was like, yeah. That does. And he's like, yeah, that look at the game yeah. and then work from there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 2020, that game, right? That's next year? Yeah, supposedly. May. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh remember Yahoo anime rules. Uh, what else? What else have we all played? Should we take a break? Yeah. We take a break. Yeah, I can go some water. Yeah. Get some coffee. Get some get a break. What do we want to let's let's set up let's set whatever's next to talk about. Let's set it now so we can start do getting we, the gears. As big going. as Sekiro or something was, smaller like Apex Legends. Those are both sizable, but I think Sekiro is probably bigger. Okay, let's do Sekiro. Let's do Sekiro and then Apex Legends and then and then some some other stuff. We'll be back in a bit. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. company sent me um this thing for the switch it's a little receiver for wireless headphones oh wow but it specifically older ones didn't have like a latency thing like it has i don't know some latency chip yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever whatever so that it like so the sound syncs up with your but i did it with airpods and when it I was, works it's like a oh that's charm. awesome you just hold the button it syncs it'll still stink to your phone afterwards once you've disconnected Hell this. Yeah. oh did i mention that i fixed the daemon x machina controllers oh nice i just had to do a hard reset of the entire system and it resynced oh. correctly which huh. is good because i like those big control speaking of switch accessories switch accessories of the year <laughs> our new segment we're back uh talking about switch accessories your number one stop for all I don't know how much your... this Genki thing they sent me in the mail cost, but it connected my AirPods real good. That sounds good. It was really nice. Yeah, and so I would buy it. I out. carry a separate pair of headphones for my Switch. Uh, I just carry wired headphones for my right. Switch because my I, I haven't iPhone. heard sounds on my Switch in three years, whatever, <laughs> however long the Switch has been out. <laughs> you don't have? You no, know? I don't. Because huh. I have. I used to have AirPods. I lost yeah. those. I also have oh, a. No. I have the phone. Yeah, I lost them at a wedding. Ooh. I for some reason. Brought them. I didn't need them at the wedding. No, you, and across did you, some point did you at the not, night, though? I I didn't. I you didn't. Never sneak what away a diss to your friends. Sometimes <laughs> I sneak away in in a social event. Fifty dollars. Hide in the bathroom and listen to a song. No, this was a thing where it was uh, my wife's coworker, and so we were each other's like buffer for like not needing to be alone yeah, with that makes a sense. stranger slash the coworkers were like. Uh, 
also kind of like weirdly clickish and like the other co-workers that's a wedding it, I it was a it sound like you hated weird. these people no i, I mean i just mean wedding, i, I just mean we we needed to be there for each other in a oh, way yeah. that i couldn't sneak away anyway that so makes sense. that makes sense at some point during dancing they just fell out of my Fuck. pocket and were gone forever i never saw them again i have a much better lost airpod story yeah good so uh <laughs> i got you know i got my wife got me a pair for christmas like the year they came out or whatever yeah. um and Sev- just several weeks into having, she doesn't know the story. She doesn't listen to this podcast, so we're good. Um, I've been meaning, I've been meaning to tell. When could I tell her this yeah, story? And it, and it would be funny. Um, so it's a couple weeks into having them. I'm so paranoid about them, like putting them in the pocket. Like I'm worried what happened to Kato is yeah. going to happen to me. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. This is my second pair. Oh, great. Because the first pair mm. fell out while I was running across an intersection and got immediately run oh. over by a car. Out of your ear? No, 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 no. In my pocket. Yeah. See, like so the like, case. Oh. The case fell out. So I started having them in my pocket, and then I was getting paranoid. So I was like, I'm going to start putting it in my coat pocket because that's like a less access. It seems less likely for them to yeah. get lost um, or forget them or something. Anyway, so uh, I was picking up food for lunch at a place down the street from my house, and a lot of times I just have one in my ear. So it's like I'll be watching my daughter or yeah. something so I can listen to something and I can still hear what's going on in the house. Like the way people use the neck speakers. Exactly. I should have, I almost brought it with me. Did so you use it? I haven't used it yet. Okay. It's just been sitting in my house. It doesn't have fucking Bluetooth. You gotta hook it up to a, it's so the whole weird. thing. Anyway. Um, anyway, so I, uh, I had it in my head, I had the one AirPod in and then I got my food and then uh, I left. I got in the car. I mean, I'm, I haven't even left yet. Turned the car on. I'd like, it's been a total of 30 seconds, a minute at most. And I realized, oh, I left the case with the other AirPod like on like the gar- like the garbage can or whatever, yeah. something I was standing next to waiting for the food. It's like, I'll just go back in and get it. Fucking gone. Wow, just immediately vanished. Um, I asked <laughs> you the people, just like, and then I'm just looking around. I'm yeah, like, you one of on. you stole it. Come on. <laughs> just give it. It's cool. I get it. Give it back. Um, I have the other one in. And the thing that's even more annoying is, uh, so if an AirPod is left out, you can ping it from your phone, it'll start making a noise. But if it's in the case, you can't. Like, it doesn't make a noise in the case because it's not connected to the phone. Oh, imagine if you could. Right. That, scene that was what been. I was, so I'm Googling, I'm like, can I just fucking rat somebody out here? Yeah. So this gets weirder. Um, so then it's like, because it's only been a couple of weeks, I am not going to tell my wife that I lost these because it's too, not because she'd be Ooh. mad, it's just too embarrassing. Like, Because yeah. yeah. she said, like, don't lose them, and I, like, immediately lost them. <laughs> um... But I still had the right AirPod. And so you can buy a replacement. Like, it was going to be more expensive to replace what was lost than just get a new one. So, like, my PayPal account, which was where, like, my Twitch and YouTube, like, the little bit of money I get from that goes, she doesn't know about that shit. And so I was like, (laughs) AT&T's website let you you pay with PayPal. (laughs) And so I bought another AirPod. Sat through them. Got it. Again, this is not where it gets weird. It gets... This I is love where, that, you oh. know, 50 years ago, people had discretionary bank... <laughs> people. Men had... Dis- married men had discretionary bank accounts just for those expenses your wife doesn't need to know about. And now it's Patrick's Twitch stream income PayPal account. <laughs> where I replace AirPods. I'm embarrassed that I've also, lost. Also, is that Jessica's college fund? It is. Well, that's what it became now. Okay, after you bought the AirPods. Because this is like two years ago. Okay. So, then I'm like, well, what do I do with this fucking right... It, like this extra AirPod, yeah. so I go on eBay and I was like, "Can you just sell flip it? Yeah, air, like you know, can AirPod. I, yeah, AirPod. And so it turns out there's a ton, like <laughs> lot never of, single AirPod never, never worn. Yes. yes. <laughs> so it turns out there's like a ton of them because lots of people would lose the case yeah, or lose one. So there's just lots of that. And so um, fortunately, I hadn't had it long, so like they weren't that dirty either because AirPods yeah. get gross. I don't want to ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I try not to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but anyway, so I, I looked out how much I could get for it. I was like, yeah, I get like 30 bucks. I'm like, fine, whatever. 30 bucks is better than nothing. Um, and so I put it up, and then the person that reached out to buy it, I said, like, local pickup if it, within a certain area. No, I can't handle what's about to happen. <laughs> I know. I'm very worried. Rob, do you want to leave? or are you Person Rob's who covering. reaches out in yeah. a, maybe two cities over from when we're at says they have an AirPod and oh no 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 hold on they don't reach out I find a listing yeah. for an AirPod case with the left one or the right one whatever whatever one and it's two cities over and I oh. me- I message them your place is pretty local though like right yeah but like this this would be like a, maybe a ten minute drive from okay, okay. Um, where this city would be relative to to where I was at um, and I mess I mess them and I I don't accuse them of being a, a thief yet but the message is along the lines of. I was like, oh, wow, this is, I was like, did you, did you find this somewhere? I was like, I recently lost an AirPod case and one of the AirPods at this, this restaurant. Uh, Like, no, you know, no, like I just lost the, I lost the right one. And then I responded with, you're a fucking thief. You what? stole this from me. And I said, I'm going to report you to eBay, which I didn't. I was just hoping I could scare them into giving it to me. What? What are the fucking chances that a two pretty cities decent. over? They're pretty decent. They're high enough to no. not make that accusation. I made the accusation. What'd they do? Nothing. Of course. They're like, all right, I'll flip it to somebody else then. Yeah, they did. God that was damn. the most L.A. noir, like, option C thing. <laughs> You're a fucking like, liar. Where it's like, oh, weird. Uh, you didn't happen to find this stray AirPod, did you? You piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you. I swear to God, I will beat the shit out of you with this truncheon. No one will care. I'm police. Y'all just live here. God. Did you end up buying a second pair? I had already bought the second pair at that point. This was me just being irritated. This was just your vigilante. Patrick is the Charles Bronson of eBay. Never again. I don't I don't believe for a second they didn't steal that from me. Wow. I think they did. Incredible. I'm two years in, I haven't lost them yet, which yep. is an achievement for oh, so me. So what I ended up doing was I bought a uh, like a, 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 a little like leather case that, and I attached it to my keys. I was gonna say because oh, I never lose my. I'm like I never lose my keys. Okay. One of the few like I lose sunglasses. I lose lose all sorts yeah, of things, yeah, but yeah. I never lose my keys. And I bought one of those tile things. Yeah, that beeps that forever. The... So it's like that. Anyway, that's yeah. how I ended up solving my. Now two years in, I'm, I am. I'm I am like. I'm shocked I haven't lost them. I haven't. I've dropped them a couple times, but never they yeah. were broken. Uh, at this point, if that happened, but yeah, two years, two and a half sure, years. Yeah. That's that's about right yeah. for me. Right, like, that's the battery sh- starts dying honestly, around that yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're already th- that's starting to happen. Go read Terry Mother, 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 Motherboard Mother stories Carol, accurately describing why AirPods are fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, Carol, I agree. Caroline Haskins uh, wrote a really great piece a few months ago here. Uh, what was the name of that story? AirPods are a, a tragedy. tragedy. I, yeah. I had this fucking open this entire time. Great piece. But more than wow. a pair of headphones, AirPods are an unerasable product of culture and class. People working or in working or impoverished economic classes are responsible for the life-threatening, exhaustive, violent work of removing their parts from the ground and assembling them. Meanwhile, people in the global upper class design and purchase AirPods. Yep. Us. Even if you only own AirPods for a few years, the earth owns them forever. When you die, your bones will decompose in less than a century. Uh But the plastic shell of AirPods won't decompose for at least a millennium. Go read Timothy Morton's Hyper Objects to understand more about about the Anthropocene and the objects we leave behind that that are beyond a scope and scale of time that we understand. Anyway. 
So, sorry. I like them, though. Caroline yeah, Haskins very is very disappointed in all of you for, yeah, for buying these pieces. Uh, look, there's shit. a lot of things in my Mine life. Mine were that... gift, but also I would replace them because I they fit my life very well, mm-hmm. and I'm a fucking hypocrite. Yep. Welcome to Waypoint. Fuck. <laughs> Sekiro. <Only> Sekiro. <laughs> Shadows die many times, as it turns out. As it turns out. More than twice. I've been thinking At about this game twice. a lot because because one of the other podcasts we're doing this week, and I don't know when this is coming out mm. in relation to other stuff. I don't know if this is the last one or the first one. Yeah, no, we haven't determined that. But you're going to make me talk about Dark Souls 2, yep. a thing that I've managed to mostly avoid. Yep. Uh, here, uh, you know, without uh, we've, a few we've, exceptions. we've hinted on the edges of the Yeah, and Dark I've done Souls. some other conversations yeah. around it. But um, I've been thinking about Sekiro as Dark Souls 2 2. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Which you is say, okay? So you, you lay out this case, okay? But I, all right, but, but this will be this will be. The I don't want to go too far down this yeah, road. I know. This yeah. is going to be that. I, I, I don't okay. want to. It won't be. But when I think about the things about about Dark Souls Two that I liked, yep. there are a couple things that that come to mind. One is it is the Dark Souls game that I learned to parry in, and the reason I learned to parry in it is because it made it made it very clear when you successfully parried, it played the really loud sound and enemies literally fell on their asses and then you could hit them Whoa. on the ground. Yeah. Like not just not just the stumble, they literally fell down and then it was easy to step forward and do the follow-up attack on them. That was like completely distinct from Dark Souls 1 and even Demon Souls where it was like hard to know if I even did the parry right. Yeah. Um, the second thing is Dark Souls 2 is a very open uh, game in, yep. terms of, uh, in terms of the level design in a way that Dark Souls 1 and even Demon Souls tend not to be. It's all. It's a kind of like you come into a place and you go. Okay, there's a bunch of archers over here. There are. Uh, there's a lot of enemies that could attack me at once if I go in guns blazing, so to speak. Uh, or I can kind of like move around the edges. Do I want to do that? What's my build like? Blah blah blah. Um, and that was something that a lot of people didn't like about Dark Souls Two. And we can get into that sure. in that Dark Souls podcast that we haven't recorded yet. But Sekiro ended up feeling very similar to me. An emphasis on parrying, an emphasis on big open spaces, and being outnumbered. Being like. When you walk into a lot of those places in Sekiro, if you decide to go loud, you're going to go loud against like seven or eight or 12 people. Um, and I, I didn't realize that connection until I started talking thinking about Dark Souls 2. Um, uh, and it makes me wonder if part of the reason why – oh, the other big one, Dark Souls 2 – what was like the biggest complaint when that game came out? All you do is fight dudes in armor. Yep. All you do is fight other people. Yep. And like that is a fair complaint to make if what you want is big dramatic boss fights against creatures. Um, and I think it's a fair uh, complaint to make about Sekiro also, though I think Sekiro does some good. Well, Sekiro also justifies yes. it within its world building and its mythology why you're doing Dark, Dark Souls, Souls 2 does that, but we'll get into that another day. Uh, we'll get into that another day. <laughs> time to fight the two bosses at once for the 19th time. Hell yeah. That shit's great. Ugh. Learn how to fucking not lock on. Okay. Um, wow. So that is the big thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sekiro, I think, was such an interesting game, I think, for this group of people specifically, but I think even in general. It has been. It was like the question of like, can FromSoft do uh, do it again? Can they do another Bloodborne? Can they do another thing that's like taking the basic design that they've been playing with Dark for the Souls last, adjacent? But but then yeah, move, like sidestepping and going in a different direction. Um, and I don't maybe maybe this is a temperature check, but like vibe check. My guess is the that both of you probably think Bloodborne is stronger than no. Sekiro. Really? Okay. Sekiro might be my number one game this year. Okay. I fucking I. I enjoyed Bloodborne. I never finished it, but uh, the the combat and the like, the gameplay loop in Sekiro, I found much more like the fact that it, when you got like it, it was a it was a stealth game, really. Yep. And but 
some of the greatest combat moments were also when you fucked up that stealth, which like it it just like did that perfect like um who was that Dia who said like yeah Uh the the whole uh, you know stealth is only as good as what happens when you fuck it up the the Lassina law the law of Lassina. which only applies applies to non-stealth games though that's that's the caveat is it only applies to stealth like this is from shadow of the tomb raider right yeah right yeah because i don't think that i don't think the law holds if you're talking about like a thief or something yeah Yeah. right but i think it holds for i think it hmm yeah anyway we yes (laughs) we could go down this rabbit hole (laughs) for a long time shout out to dia anyway but yeah no i mean um I fell into that game like so hard because I think the the tools you have in Dark Souls are contingent on like your your the the skills right like your 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 uh, stats rather um, and switching or uh, changing that like there's a lot of variety there in like move sets and stuff like that which meant kind of. For me, a lot of times it was like I still like really enjoy this game. This is not like a, a diss, really, but it's just like I would, um, uh, like if I needed to like upgrade or move on to a different weapon, I felt kind of lost for a long time, and like it was fun to get back into it. But something about the way that Sekiro, because of its limited like uh scope of what your basic move set is, like you're always kind of adding to it, but you're never getting rid of moves, right? Like you always have the same basic yeah stuff. Uh, and then like the way they escalated the difficulty within that, I thought was uh, much more compelling than the Dark Souls. Like I have to make this, these numbers go up a certain amount before. And it was much more about the 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 getting better at learning the new the new patterns and skills of the enemy through like f- like, you know, Pair, the pairing the pairing uh, like patterns versus in Dark Souls where I feel like sometimes you you just need to get the upgrade for the, the weapon to make it hit harder yeah. enough and like you still learn Go patterns to like night chunks or be whatever. able to like dodge and things like that but yeah. it's very different and it's much less um, can I just paint a picture real huh. quick yeah everyone's like Kato did you did you like Sekiro that much is there a chance that Sekiro like Supplant anything for you, Kato, wearing a ninja shirt <laughs> covered in little ninja fit yeah, like characters, doing like leaping uh, attacks of swords yeah. and gathering flowers. I'm like, what do you think the answer is going to be? I've had this shirt for a while. Yeah, it is. It is one of those things where I, I feel like the conversation on Sekiro. One was often about difficulty, mm-hmm. uh, which is a was a, an end accessibility is too distinct but overlapping and kind yeah. of intermixed things. But we never the, the discourse of, didn't truly shift into that bigger like where does this fit into the FromSoft canon conversation in an, an elongated way. Like people had their they weighed in and their differences. But the thing that happens when when Dark Souls three comes out, when Dark Souls two comes out, when Bloodborne comes out, that's sort of like how do we feel about this? I don't think I feel like that'll happen with Elden Ring when it's like okay, time right. to look back. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And once we see what the next, and we'll see that fucking maybe that Armored Core game. Like, uh, I don't know what it's that not. Is. Uh, we do. 
That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the reason I didn't retweet that shit. Was like, I was like, I think that this is, I think that this is unused. Game? No, I think oh. it's unused promo art. And in fact, it was used promo art that that came out. Could, could it still it was, be something though? I I hope so. My like, f- because my, From Software has a long history of unveiling things at, at the Game Awards. I know, and so my. My hope is, we should say, there's a marketing manager, a Japanese uh, on the Japanese account. Uh, sorry, there's a marketing manager uh, for FromSoft with a uh, all Japanese accounts. So I was like, I there's yeah. no, I don't read Japanese, but I don't see anything on there. No one said like there that that person has made any tweets about this stuff. Right. Uh, but uh, he changed his header to Armored Core Verdict Day. Uh, art like a kind of like wide panoramic shot of a mech with a fucking cool Gatling gun and a weird tower in the distance and as soon as I saw it I was like this feels familiar in terms of art direction to me I'm gonna hold off and then in the, like the day or two that followed after that that happened people were like oh yeah that's that tower from Verdict Day oh yeah this was in like a magazine but it was never online so uh-huh. if you do a Google image search it looks new like no one had seen right, it it was nowhere right, else right. on the internet which is a very funny little hiccup of, sure. ar- of the archive um. Uh. But yeah, I would love. I would love. I would even just love for for Armored Core Five regular Armored Day, Core game, yeah, or whatever it is. Like even if it's a remake or a remaster of right. those games, whatever. Um. Uh. It would be. It would be very funny and bad if Blue Point was doing an Armored Core. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no, yeah, Every, totally. Everyone but Austin. Everyone but like, me. Yes. Very disappointed. No, because it would be the thing for me of the Shadow of the Colossus thing. I'm like, this isn't real. This is they yeah, fucked yeah, up yeah. The, uh-huh. the lens flare in this or whatever. <laughs> Anyway, Sekiro, I'm with you, Kato. Uh, I it is not my favorite FromSoft game, which is Dark Souls Two. <laughs> but uh, I just connected this game in such a like it gave me so much of what I want from an action game. I've said so many times that my favorite thing in action games is fighting a character who has the basic skill set of me. It feels like a cool duel. Like I've watched too many movies and anime and con- read too many comic books. Like that is the coolest thing is when two evenly matched characters fight, and that is what that game is at its at its peak. The Genichiro fight, the the kind of each time that there's a Genichiro fight, it's that thing of like, all right, we are basically we have different skill sets, sort of, but we've just like different specialties, but we're similar similarly ranked in combat strength. How do I overcome this challenge? And again and again, that was a huge part of, of why it worked for me. And the other half is what you just talked about a little bit, Kato, was tools. Like when you fight bosses and when you fight enemies, it isn't just do I? How do I learn their patterns, their parry patterns? It's also what do I have in my bag of tricks that can shift this fight into onto my territory? And that is like such a cool ninja fantasy that I didn't expect this game. I expected this game to be more like Neo, uh, a mm-hmm. game that's like, oh, it's Dark Souls, but now it's in feudal Japan. Um, and and I'm I'm not dissing Neo. Neo's a game I wish I'd put more time into. I, it does have some really unique like um, uh, mechanics. But it is just, it is more or less just right. That. Whereas the thing that I love about Sekiro is this idea that like with the use of some firecrackers, with the use of some poison, I can shift this fight to be not on equal terror, not on equal ground. You know, like this is this is the weakness of this thing. This is the the way that I can like, you know, unseat this prized samurai general uh, from the top of his horse and fuck him up. You know, like th- those moments felt so, so good to me. Or like things like um, the, there's that moment that that fucking bull shows up <laughs> after that fight. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Ah, uh, fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. All right, make this thing run over here. Hit this thing in the fucking alley. Like that moment is so good. And, and so like, 
I, at the end of the day, I Sekiro in a world without Outer Wilds, I think Sekiro probably would be my number mm-hmm. one. Um, so many just big moments yeah. that that and and fundamentally is the stuff that I love from the FromSoft games. Uh, even if I think it, it is a little bit lacking in terms of like the Dark Souls blood, the Bloodborne style big cool monster fight just doesn't but really like the, the couple that it has are really memorable yeah. you know that uh, ape the, the ape fight is is actually like as someone that is i know how to unlock on a double uh boss okay. i'm just tired of it it's become a trope in soul stuff where it's not a treat mm-hmm. it's not something special it's just something they trot out over and over again which is why the ape fight is so satisfying because it's it, not yet a trope when Dark Souls 2 no I know I just first. Patrick's just been nursing that grudge for the last 25 <laughs> yeah, minutes it's like, oh, I know how to unlock Jesus piece of shit Christ. <laughs> um, I could beat ONS you think you're a Souls Master and I'm not <laughs> uh, but in, in the context of Sekiro like it makes the, the demon fight and the ape fight like yeah. stand out really really or even the, the bull fight to some I extent I forgot the demon fight that demon fight's tough it's basically a, it's basically, a, it basically that is, the thing yeah. that made it click for me when I finally was able to beat it was someone saying like just treat it like a Bloodborne fight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and then I was able to kind of figure my way through it. Um, I like Sekiro a lot in the like in the moment of playing it. I yeah. found it deeply satisfying. But over and over, as the game went on, like if these games are often like climbing a mountain and like you get up to a certain top and then it's like get to the next one. And the moment I like escaped a fight, I didn't want to climb the next mountain. I was exhausted. I was exhausted in a way that was satisfying only in the moment. In the moment, like that that feeling of like when you conquer a fight disappeared. I was like, I just, do, I don't want to, I don't want to do this again. Like, I just don't. Like, um, was that a Sekiro feeling, or just sec- that you've been playing these games? No, it's sec- okay. it's it's Sekiro. Like that specific style of combat, I found just psychologically and physically it's exhausting. exhausting. Yeah, in a way that, um, again, like I've, I wrote about like why, it's, like I I understand mechanically why it's like I get I fully get why it's good, and I would never argue that it isn't good exactly what it's trying to accomplish. Right. But it did not click for me at all. It's like I was like I can do what you're asking, and I've done it plenty of times. And like I could do it again. And it's like, but I made it to the last fight in that game, and just went. I don't want to do this again. Like I just don't. I know I can do it. I know, I, I can sit here for three hours and I'll oh. figure it out. I just don't want to do it anymore. And like that I just feeling. that game just exhausted me in yeah. a way that was not a, like these games are traditionally for me a satisfying exhaustion. Like that that it, like when people talk about the elitism of Souls games. Like, I think that's just bullshit. It's more that I the demand they make of me is something that I enjoy. I'm also okay with the accessibility options, letting other people experience yeah. some version of that or a different version of that or no version of that in different ways. But like what I get out of those games is climbing that mountain. I just want to climb Sekiro's mountain anymore. It's like, but Bloodborne, like give me Bloodborne. Like I'm I'm open to other versions of this. Um, High host or Elden Ring still. Yeah, I, I get, you know, well, in some ways I worry that Elden Ring is going to be <laughs> Dark Souls 4. And maybe that would, in some ways, be a disappointment. Yeah, um, which is just another ver- like another gothic fantasy game. I, I had, at this point, they've proven me wrong so many times. I'm gonna hope that it's more than just that. Um, I definitely feel like for me, I like like Dark Souls three a lot when it came out, and I still think it was like a fitting close to Dark Souls. It's, it's, it, it was a fine the, sequel, the, but for it, like, me, the more I never want to play it again. You will like, yeah. The more I think about it, the less I, I care for it. I'd rather go f- play Dark Souls. I'd rather or Demon Souls again. I would other love than to it. play. I would love to play Demon Souls again. I would love for everyone to play Dark Souls two again. Just make with, sure you play Sins of the Skull. Or, uh, no, don't do that. Don't no? play Sins. No, Why? no, because it changes. So. We we'll can't get, do, we'll this. do this. We'll do this another time. Yeah. Don't play since since how was it since the Solar Empire, but also don't play since. Eh. Hey! <laughs> it's, it's all it's all right. It's it's all right. FPL but I, options I, are cool. I went back to it not long ago. Yeah, it's also not as good. Like okay. it's it's aged a little rough. Okay, 
uh, uh, Sins of the First Scholar. Yes, is the name of the most recent version of Dark Souls Two. Let's talk. We'll, we'll talk we'll, about we'll, it. We'll, yeah. Wait, uh, isn't it Scholar of the First? Scholar sin? of the First Sin. Yes, yeah, Scholar of the First Sin. That's correct. There's a dragon <laughs> named Sin. On S I N H. Anyway, uh, the the Sekiro. <laughs> Last thought on Sekiro. Uh huh. From the thing that you're talking about, that exhaustion. From there are so few games that make me focus especially single player games mm-hmm. that make me f- and especially for the length of time that these fights last that make you focus with this intensity on everything that's happening in any given moment yeah. that just demand a complete unbroken you have to give yourself to you the game you have to and it is rare that a game earns that for me again the things that come to mind that make me would make me do that otherwise I think about when I was like a teenager playing first person, like competitive first person shooters, and I was just like all the way zoomed in. I'm just like, yep. this is the only thing that exists playing, you know, RTS games also in that same time period. And at some point, those broke for me. And like, I just don't want to do that with a first person shooter anymore. I don't want, like, it's not pleasing to me. I think right. part of that with first person shooters became that like the, the cycle of intensity was more like peaks and valleys whereas in in Sekiro that intensity is like it builds and then like you're in a boss fight for 6 minutes and yeah. you're like mm-hmm. I'm all the way tuned in on that and because so so it's so rare that so many things do that and because it's so rare that those things line up for me thematically you know in terms and I don't mean thematic I, I do also mean thematically in terms of like you know conceptual meaning and ideas but I just mean cool ninja samurai shit sure. yeah. also uh, um, <laughs> uh, and in terms of just like feel like I don't beating that game made every other game this year feel bad to play in a I, weird way Every time I picked up Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. I could not get Sekiro out of my head. Uh, it totally... I mean, it didn't ruin it. Like, I'm still enjoying that game for what it is. But, like, yeah. I wish it were more like Sekiro. If I didn't love Star Wars, <laughs> I would not have gotten through Jedi Fallen Order. 100%, right? Yep. right? Like, yep. it would be in the yep. same category as The Surge or yeah. as in, uh, you know, Neo It still or sort of else. is in the category of The Surge. Right. Which it's, like, an okay-ish version of that than what aesthetic trapping... Do you want to walk through? Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see about Elden Ring. Uh, Could just point out. Is it on your lists? Yeah, it'll be on my list. Like all my problem, like my personal, like, like my takeaways from it. Like it's still like one of my favorite, like experience, like the, the highs of that game. And again, like in the moment adored, like how I felt. And it's just, I got tired of client, but I still loved the game. Uh, Let's just point. I just want to point out. We've been mentioned that podcast before that. Like we're going to have no discussion of Metro Exodus on this podcast. You played it. Did you beat it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just want yeah. yeah like, I played a little bit. It, I feel like at some point I want to go back to that. I've actually I've actually kind of I know. How long? It's probably long too, right? It ain't short. Thirty ish. Yeah, but it doesn't. It just feels long. It just yeah, does. Like, yeah. and I. I never, Turns out maybe we didn't want that studio to make an open world game. Is that like but the takeaway? I know. I know. Game, right. It, yeah, but it was it was openish area. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, like. A bit hub and spoke design in some ways, but like I think it is frustrating because it is just it doesn't have a good pacing. It yeah. takes you to a place, it opens up a bit, but not in a satisfying way. Like I lost interest in the desert again. Like I was like, all right, we're making progress. I escaped this fucking bunker. Dealt with the people who were definitely totally cannibals, and indeed they were. And uh, look, man, we need to get over that trope. Yeah, we need dude, to, I'm so bored. Oh, of you're it. safe here, aren't you? Oh, wait, no, they're cannibals. Like, got it. I'm done. Yeah. The fact that the moment that cannibals show up in Outer Worlds is like the most disappointing. Like, 
Y'all really couldn't do one game without a fucking cannibal family? You really couldn't. <laughs> you really couldn't. Or if you're going to do it, there's got to be there's like gotta an be extra a twist way. on top there's of it. There's got to be something that isn't just Let this me weird. actually eat with them. Let me eat with Let them. Me do Let it. me feast. Let's go. I've got it. I've, I've got it. My, my intelligence check says actually. <laughs> Maybe they're not so bad. Oh, God. How good would that be? You um, just sit. And that's one of the options is sit, 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 down. sit down at the chair and join oh. them for a meal. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I got to the desert and the game was opening back up, but I was also like, I hate this environment. I hate yeah. the monsters I'm fighting. Yeah. I am bored again. And, like, there is just something about the way that. I don't know. The, the weapons also feel different in that game. There's a, there's a weird, like. You know how they have a really janky physicality in all the previous Metro games? This feels like it's evoking that, but I don't feel connected to the weapon anymore. Like, it, it there's like a – the entire game to me just felt like kind of floaty and disconnected in ways I have a hard time articulating. But right. like there was an immediacy to Metro and maybe it is because of the way that by design it does narrow your focus to the narrow like cone of tunnel and light that is ahead of you. That is that game, right? Yeah. And once it expands, you are a little more distracted and maybe a little more uh, divorced from from your avatar in that game. But I just never, I never got into it. And I tried like multiple times to like, all right, this is now, it. now I'm in it. This now is I'm the weekend. It. Now I'm it's starting to get gonna, good. Yeah. And I would just slowly slide uh, off. Exodus also maybe revealed how much I was just sort of entranced over the first two games and it's the first one especially of just like yeah. it's kitschy aesthetic. It was like the guns for bu- like bullets as currency. Like like when I think back like what did I like about that game? It's like well it's almost none of what they did with Metro Exodus like was not more of what I, I was like I want to spend more time in these weird not necessarily tunnels but like the community aspect of Metro was like the world was what I was more interested in than what I was doing from area to area and Metro Exodus is just like but what if you did more of that Area to area, and there was stuff. less. And of there was the, less of the spending time in little yeah. towns with people and hearing their side stories. So yeah. just, just a way, like again, like a game that should have been made for Waypoint, and then it's just not even not, not on the list. We didn't even play it. Really, <laughs> yeah. I played like two hours and just just bounced. Really quick on my list, but not going to make my top ten is Ace Combat Seven. Uh, I was wondering about that. I was, yeah, yeah, I never, I never finished it. It's like on the list of things I want to get back to at some point. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Was a great opener to the year for me in terms of just like. Wow, like this is like a fun arcadey flight sim action game. Um, but it ended up being they very, don't make anymore. Which they, they don't were make, all over the right. place on PS1 and exactly. PS2, and then I just stopped. Um, I still recommend it. Like it's a, it's weird because it's like I had a really good time with that game. I didn't fall off because it got bad. I fell off because I got busy. And I, there's another world in which I find time to stay on that and beat it, and it makes my list. But that's not the world we're in. And at this point where it's a busier, where I look at the list of games I want to spend more time with, it's not, it's low on that yeah. list now. Yeah. It's been su- supplanted. 2020, and, we are bringing the research day back. I would, you know what? Let's do it. Patrick, you are going to learn Wait. to take a fucking research day. Seems unlikely. But. Seems unlikely. Um, uh, Apex Legends, you mentioned before we went to break. Mm-hmm. Great game. Uh, fantastic game that I wish I'd played more of this year. I didn't stop. Why did I stop playing Apex Legends? People stopped People playing. People got good. It was, like, good. You, you, well, you, it was the traditional you play for a month yeah. and then other good game comes month. up and I and like I played a little bit when they added the new map. I like that new map a lot. Um I like some of the I played I played which, for some of the, the I the snow and train the new new, the new, new map. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, there was a was there another? There was like an edit to the original one. Oh, right. right. I played point. a little bit then too, and it yeah. was fine. Um I, I it is my it is my my battle rail of choice at this point for sure. Um hmm. 
like easily. I, I, I like PUBG still a lot, but PUBG has become so stratified in terms of play. Yeah. It's so hard for me to even think about playing that game again consistently or, or like, yeah, I, I can't imagine you kind of breaching it. Um, uh, whereas Apex is something I feel like I could pick up right now and have a great time with Yeah, um, on PC or on console. Even losing in that game is yeah. fun in a way that other, like, Fortnite never felt that way. Or at least no. the time that, like, it wasn't when fun we to lose. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, well, like, Apex, it's like the moment-to-moment prior yeah. to a, a battle finishing is, you know, for the hours I played, I still found to be, like, very enjoyable. Yeah, and they, they did a great thing with the design of combat in that game that extended those fights in a way that felt, you, you remember one of Even my if you ultimately big, were going to die, yes. like, you could extend it in a way that felt like, ah, well, we gave it a... We gave it a go. Yeah. It was rarely the we PUBG had a moment thing and of we being just sniped from it. across yeah. a valley where you have no idea, and it was rarely the Fortnite thing of, like, I can't outbuild this person. Right. You remember my biggest complaint when we finished the the Fortnite of Fortnite or whatever was that I didn't feel like we could tell stories. I didn't feel like I could I could kind of narrativize the play I had. Uh, I mean, I could for most of the game, but then not when it mattered because right. the end the of the game was I got into a shotgun jump fight or we got into a building fight and I don't know how to like tell a fun story. We, yeah, we don't have that. the equivalent of like our, our win in PUBG. Right, whereas my or Apex... somehow we came back to the murder house. Totally, whereas my <laughs> Apex wins are like, all right, we hold up on this ridge line where we have like a, a bunch of like cabins next to each other and we set up a sniper. Like, I do, mm-hmm. I can do that all the time. Oh, we're fighting in the bone pit or whatever, the, the boneyard, whatever the thing was called in Kings Canyon. And like I'm on top of a big dinosaur bone and I spot somebody with my marksman rifle and like I take a few shots just before they turn the corner and get my guy in the back you know I can do all that stuff Uh, or like the way powers work in that game of just like and then the Gibraltar threw up a shield at the right amount at the perfect time and all that stuff is just so good also I like the characters I think the Pathfinder is a cool robot I think Bloodhound (laughs) is like a cool hunter uh, non-binary person which is rad like all of the characters I really like the setting is like a goofy extension of Titanfall's uh, I still wish we got Titanfall three. Also, um, that's my only, the only thing that's the only thing. <laughs> I'm not sure we I, like. I don't I think ever the, will. But. The only bridge to even a theoretical Titanfall three is still through Apex Legends. I know. Like it, there was never going to be a I Titanfall know. three. But no, if it no, ever happens, but I, if it ever yes. happens, it will be because Apex Legends was a success. Wait, why not? That game didn't sell. Well. Titanfall Fuck. two bombed it horribly. Bombed. I mean, they Marcia, sent it to fucking die. I mean, yeah, it was that was part. But it, even in the most ideal <sighs> environment. It would, would have only mm. been like a like a minor. What hit. if it had been like a March? A Mar- I, I agree. I still don't think it would have. I think it would have done okay, mm-hmm. but it never would have been a blockbuster. That's a shame. That's a fucking good game. It's a good game. It's a great <laughs> game. Uh, go play that time travel mission. Go play like there are like four missions in a row in that game that I think are the just factory mission. The factory mission is the fa- so yep. good. <laughs> the time travel mission is so good. Like ah, they're all so good. Um, there something else early this year that is probably going to make my list, but it's going to be one of those ones that's like. I need to, I need to put it on a list. It hasn't shown up on a list yet. I don't think it showed up. War Groove. War Groove. No, it actually came <laughs> out. I want to say right near War Groove though. Slay the Spire, mm-hmm. which got its full release this year. And I need to double check to see if I put it on huh. my list last year. But it was released in January, uh, and is one of my favorite games of that type of the like deck builder roguelikes. It's my favorite. I think it's an impeccable game. I think it's pretty good on Switch. I think I like it a little bit more on PC because I like the big. Big text. Big text. Yeah. Um, but it's a game that I like. I really only played. I played so much of it late last year. I mean, I played so much of it last year, and held off. I think putting it on my list for for the full release, and it's here now. And it's like it it earned that spot. It just may have earned that spot more last year than this year. Sure. But also, I have travel coming up, and it's a fantastic travel game. Mm. So so it might sneak its way back in. We'll see. It's um, good for a plane. 
It's so good for a plane. We were taking those plane rides out to where were we going? Was it E3? Where yeah. We were playing it on? Yeah. yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Um, what else? What else is going on? What else do we got here? Rob, what about you? What's what's going on over in Robville? Mm. Uh, so I think for me, this was a year where maybe because I don't have enough time and it's harder to like have complete experiences that I started getting really into visual novel and visual novel adjacent things. And also we had some really fucking good ones Mm -hmm. Um, or things that are just playing more with fictional formats. Uh, Some things I think like quick things to maybe just squeeze into your schedules here, you know, at the the buzzer. Um, I still say, I think like might be topping my list for the year just ahead of control uh, is Eliza. I started, Um, I started to finish that recently. Yes. You finished it. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm a couple chapters in. I started it a few nights ago. I was hoping to finish it before this conversation. Yeah. I did not finish it before this conversation. <laughs> uh, I really like it so far. Yeah, I think part of it is everything about that game, what is in that game, is just like polished to a mirror shine. The character art and backdrops are basically perfect. Like there's so much characterization done by the way characters are drawn, the way they're they're posed in different scenes. The vocal performances are like note perfect um and the writing is really good and it's a like a morally complicated landscape it is a it is a morality tale but it's not a it's not a clear cut one right it is not a story of like right. simplistic heroes and villains it is about structures and uh systems and bounded possibilities you left um, something out it feels like it gets a little villainy in the like the the way it funnels toward the, i would <clears throat> i did not find the ending very satisfying I liked everything building up to which, that. Uh, which ending did you get? Uh, I chose to go with Nora. Okay, you're a coward. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you picked one of them? Oh, absolutely. One of the corpse? Yes. Which corp? The guy building the AI. The guy building Eliza. What's uh? uh oh, so not the date, not the... the no, not the, the, not the harasser. The harasser? The drunk, yeah. 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 Uh, no, the the other guy. Um, yeah, what was his name? I don't remember. Why are you a coward? What's the? I don't understand your coward. What's the cowardice at play? Because are we? We're also real. We quick. can spoil a little. Or are bit, we talking? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we won't spoil spoil. But like the the, the framing some... the framing of the like <clears throat> of the ending is there's like maybe six options. Like there's a, there are multiple characters you can sort of like align with um, that are just characters you've met in the story. And those essentially don't engage with the the AI questions. It's like, I'm just going to opt out. I'm just okay. not going to be part of this. And the character you're playing is foundational to the development of this Right. This, this is the this game, AI. just as a reminder to myself and other, I mean, I've been playing it, so I don't need mm-hmm. a reminder to the listeners. Uh, uh, you are playing as, this is a visual novel in which you are playing as a woman who helped develop, Evelyn, Evelyn who, who helped develop this thing called Eliza, which is a, sort of um, uh, app-based, deep learning, machine learning driven um, virtual therapist. Virtual therapist who can't, not a psychiatrist, can't prescribe any medicine, but can 
give can give you breathing techniques and give you meditation techniques can refer you to uh, to you know refer you to your doctor can give with a vague drug. reactions to long stories that don't seem to engage with what the person yeah, said yeah totally um and so and so you're playing this character who has stepped away from that company uh, because of a tragedy, and then is stepping back, but not at the not at the high level, but as one of the people who operates this app. So the app is not a thing you just bring up on your phone. The app is a thing that uh, involves another person who ha- is interfacing with Eliza, like proxy, and, yeah, proxy, and is speaking the words that Eliza tells them to to use. Um, yeah, and I think one thing that's gonna like click for for me really well here is you know you talk about Eliza seems like. A bad therapist, and in some, in, in a lot of ways, yes. Like Eliza's, Eliza's a very imprecise tool. But I think one of the things this game is wrestling with is some of my own ambivalence about therapy and and the way it mechanically works. Sometimes, where I should say, like, for like, I've never gone to a therapist. So like my my entire like experience, even engaging with this, is was actually part of the reason I wanted to play the game was its conceptual. So like. I just like to contextualize my own criticisms or right. interpretations. It doesn't even come from a place of firsthand experience. But what I would say is like, first of all, a lot of people, it takes time to find a therapist. Yeah. People will like try different therapists. It's about Sure like, will. It's about <laughs> it's the worst part of it. Building is, chemistry. It sucks, yeah. Yeah, and also seeing if their method or approach is going to work for you. Feeling like you leave a place being like, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I outsmarted my therapist. Am I, I'm gaming my therapist. This yes. sucks. Yes. Um, and one of the things, a moment that like got me cracking up in Eliza was the first time somebody just like lays it all on the line and like there's some harrowing shit in the you know going on, uh, you know in their heart, and Eliza's like, let's try some breathing exercises, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, yeah, I've had that that therapy experience, yeah, because there are limits to yeah. what the what certain you know therapy what schools of therapy hey doc uh, i'm uh, on the ledge here yeah. have you tried mindfulness yeah like yeah motherfucker <laughs> and, i've tried yeah. mindfulness <laughs> yeah sure and so like to a degree eliza is just doing what a lot of like frustrating therapists have done for me at times right where it's like i could have just i could have someone just say in a compassionate voice why don't you try yeah Counting to three. And <laughs> and so I think on the one hand, Eliza is a little bit cynical about therapy in that way. But the other hand, a lot of what is good about therapy is also you just need a mirror. Um, in the engineering world, there's a, there's a term called uh, rubber ducking. Yeah. Where you explain a problem that you're wrestling with and you have a, you have a hard time coming to terms with it. But a process to break that jam is you talk about the problem to a rubber duck. And it's not going to react. It's just going to sit there and, and – Well, unless you're in control. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually in control, the rubber duck does not respond to anything. No, right. But it's still That's an object of power. <laughs> but the the notion being that this like illusion of an audience that is non-judgmental, just attentive and listening, gets you to work through these things that are hard for you. If you're having a conversation with yourself, it is hard to have that conversation in a productive sense. But just – Putting it out there for another party to 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 lay it out for them and to explain it as if they've never heard about this before can be a really healthy and helpful part of the exercise. And sort one of the like things, recording a podcast, yeah, podcast conversation <laughs> is different than a real conversation. Robert yeah, Hawking, coming to you from Waypoint next year. <laughs> We're doing uh, it. So one of the, like so in the end of the game, you're going through these interviews you're, you're you're basically you do a run of proxy sessions at the end of the game and you've had this whole journey of like 
you know, whose interest does Eliza serve? Is this helpful? Is this making the world better? And you keep, and the game is kind of suggesting like, hey, break from the script. Tell people like what you think they need to hear. But I actually stuck to the script because I was reading it and I was thinking, but who am I? Like Evelyn it doesn't have her shit so put together that like she has any business like you know, here, let me give you my real advice. Like who's Evelyn to give advice? Like these folks what you know, it seemed to me what a lot of these folks needed was just to like work through these problems on their own. And that's what Eliza was there to do was to just provide that rubber duck to provide that mirror. And so I just kept sticking to the script because it started dawn on me. That, I like, did not. How'd, how'd that, that go? go? Uh, it, it ends up helping the people in the moment, but I don't know in like a larger sense whether yeah. it's actually. And so it seems like we play the game in different ways in which I treated it as like, what's best for Evelyn and yeah, that seemed to be like align with Nora. Get the fuck out of here! I don't think any of this is healthy for you. Like, let other people figure it out. Whereas, you you aligned with the corp. Well, so to me, like I had a like I liked Nora as a character a great deal, but also Nora and that entire path seemed a very I got mine path in a way that I could not handle. Like Nora previously also part of this project yes. goes got off to be gets a lot paid of out, money, then goes off to be like a an artist slash musician slash like right. the thing and, and, a, and uh, a critic of what what they've yeah, worked on. It is it is. I played so meeting Nora was like I know this person like yeah. I I oh, literally yeah. know who this is which was a weird like maybe not literally yeah, but yeah, I yeah. met this person before yes. uh, and and like huh okay interesting yeah and so this notion that like Nora was very much like I haven't sold out I'm fighting the corpse it's like no you're DJing at clubs and like having a lot of fun which is good that's that's a perfectly fine way to spend a life but don't valorize the fact that you got paid out by a corp you now regard as evil and are using those proceeds to just hang out with your pals and like pursue being a dj like that isn't i didn't find that heroic and nora's being like let's go you know fight the power by getting in a relationship and going clubbing i'm like that's that's not like to me that yeah, felt really hollow there is there is uh, so I haven't I haven't finished this game. It's one of the like I really want to finish this because I I want to see how it presents all of that stuff. Um, for me, there are ways in which denying to be part of a structure that you have that you're reading as as being like oppressive or uh, or um, you know de- degenerative of democracy or something that is like hurting people is a potential is one potential way of, of resisting. I think if you um, there is a lot of, of, of stuff out there, especially in, in the field of queer theory, uh, that gets into the ways in which like if you go read the queer art or failure, this specific idea of like, hey, refusing to to be part of a kind of hegemonic views of success, which are often heteronormative, which are often you know deeply tied up with capitalist uh, ideas of accumulation is a method of kind of throwing a wrench into the gears. Um, I think there's a case to be made there. I also think material change requires more than individual action. Um, And so there's a degree to which, you know, uh, for me, obviously, (laughs) I would put someone who's like an active rat, you know, uh, yesterday was the 50th year anniversary of Fred Hampton's 
assassination. Uh, Fred Hampton, who was a rising star in the Black Panther Party, uh, who was killed in his sleep by the FBI and the Chicago PD uh, after he'd been drugged by uh, uh, an undercover uh, or not, not even an undercover, a, informant, a, an informant, right. an accomplice uh, to the police, um, was someone who was like doing more than playing house shows. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, he's a dude who was like literally trying to organize people. And so it's clear that like Nora is not that. Nora is not a radical who is trying to like up, you know, overturn no, the, so the if, status if, quo. If a reporter calls, she'll give a nasty quote. But right, exactly. That's about the level of her engagement. But I don't, but I think it's useful for the Fred Hamptons of the world to have the Noras of the world sure. also. And, you know, I, I, that's why I want to finish this game. I can't speak yeah. to the way this stuff shakes out. I, yeah. I, but I sided with Rainer. Sure, I get. Yeah, for me, it was more. Again, I, I was so f- tunnel visioned on Evelyn. It was Fix like it, helping. Evelyn she needs out to of this re-engage situation. with the world before she could even shoulder the idea of like trying to address the you know the, the her creation and its ramifications on society. And I was like, Evelyn, you need like a year to just like. You may not want to go down Nora's path of being a DJ and going house clubs, but like. You just need to like be with people before you like realize like how you're gonna re-engage with your creations. So See, anyway. The thing for me was the thing first of all, I just liked the rain and hell. Like I I enjoy the rain and hell uh like path in, in some ways. Uh and Rainer is a very like Paradise Lost type mm. character. Just just very much like or 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 Harry Lime figure mm-hmm. in some ways. Mm-hmm. Just like put you know, put put aside your uh your moral qualms. Like what are they, what are they really about? But the argument that he's making to Evelyn is that like it or not, you created Eliza, this this AI. Therapy is only the tip of the iceberg of what this thing can do. Like this the like Eliza could do and be anything and it's, you can opt out of advancing it, but then you're just letting other people decide what Eliza is going to be. Or you can get back and you can get back in the game and guide and shape what Eliza is going to turn into. And that seemed to me like better that Evelyn with this journey she's been on the experiences she had better that she be running that program than being on the outside of it and allowing corporate hacks to t- take it over. Um, and I don't just, I don't disagree with that. I get it, I think it's more, I think we ended up viewing what like the arc of the character should be just from like those both makes like that yeah. would have been the other option. I chose, I guess, although you can just choose to walk away from it all. Yeah, you can. I'd be curious. I'd be curious if you had to go back. Which would have been my other option. Yeah. I, I think would it would have been none of this is like this life, this chapter is over. Like all these people are part of this old life. It's time to get like, the fuck out. Shut the, yeah, yeah, shut the, yeah. Uh, close the book. Um, but if you join Rainer, by the way, the game does reveal itself that Eliza is about the birth of the singularity. Like the like Eliza, if you go this route, this is all basically this this entire cycle, this entire drama that is happening, is like a character driven play. On the eve of the mm-hmm. arrival of like a global omnicompetent true artificial intelligence, like true AI, yeah, general AI, yeah, huh. which changes the context, right? Like sure. it's all like it's all about Seattle in the moment. It's all about tech culture right now. Lo- yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. about where we fit in this moment, community, blah blah blah. But then. Yeah. Overshadowing it once you've seen this ending is, oh, but like all of this, this entire story is happening on week one of 
a month that by the end of it, an AI will exist in the world. You know what I mean? And I think that kind of re- Make a nicer Skynet. Some. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Somebody should have made a nicer Skynet. I don't think, like, I burn don't think being ground. like. Burn it all down, baby. It's not we don't, we don't have, you got to burn it all down. I'm surprised, actually surprised the game didn't have any sort of like. No, I, I don't. Any sort of like, hey, you're going to go in there, but like, you're going to go in there to like, fuck shit up. I, I definitely, it's like one of those things where, 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 do I believe one day we could be helped by, by something like a general AI? Absolutely. Not in the current structure. We cannot. <laughs> we cannot. Be, it will immediately uh, – the, the, we don't have the, the groundwork. The structure needs to, to be built first. Sure. To, to, anyway, uh, you both left out the most important part of this game. Oh. The Solitaire fucking Oh, slaps. fucking A. It's so fucking good. Oh, my God. That Solitaire <laughs> game is great. <laughs> I played like I've got like twelve, thirteen hours in in Eliza. That's like a six hour game. And the rest is just me being like, uh-huh. No, turn up the difficulty. Yeah. yeah. Oh what's give me weird one is, cell to play with. What's please. weird is once you get used to like doing one cell, yeah. You, if you go back to starter mm. level, it gets really hard because there's possibilities for mistakes. Right. There is a possibility for loose play that like the one cell just like concentrates the mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Like Sekiro. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we find if we could somehow translate solitaire yeah. to souls combat, to souls we combat. would finally we get Rob it's, into it. Yeah. So uh one other thing I'll 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 call out here as a good uh work of like fiction experiment, although we've seen this experiment before, telling lies. Um right. which is Sam Barlow's third game. I didn't play war games. I don't think anyone did. <laughs> no, and, and Barlow's been around previous. Like Barlow worked on that Silent Hill one remake years ago. All right. Oh yeah, the the the, the Wii one, the, right? The Wii one. Um, it's, Shattered it's, it's Memories. Third is good. This, Shadow, it's third Shattered in the series of FMV yes. like narrative explorations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought telling lies because of who it's no foregrounded. Pa-pa. Pardon? Nothing. No Papa. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh, every, <laughs> every time someone took the name of that game, I thought about that. Anyway. <laughs> what? You've never seen the. Never seen. Uh, oh, telling lies, no papa. Telling lies, no papa. What? It's a it Johnny. A, Johnny. Johnny. The, like, Johnny. Have you? Oh boy, we can't do this. All right, eating all right. cookies. Eating sugar. Okay. Uh, There's a lot of variants. <laughs> <laughs> Are you pulling it out? I was, Is that what's happening right I, now? You keep going. You yeah. keep going while we pull okay. it up. Okay. So, I thought this was a game about pure domestic drama. Um, with a combination of like erotic suspense, right? A lot of the marketing is focused on, um, you know, there's a character who is. Okay. I don't even know if this is the right one or not, I know. but. Well, there's a million of them. That's the thing. This is not the original. This is not no. it. No. Ha ha ha. I hate it. My daughter makes me do this all the time. Is it this one? No. No, that's a that's, what? That's Strain, a, yeah, st- strange nope. nursery rhyme video. <laughs> it is that one though. It is, is it, that one, this, but that's like that's one of there's, there's an, a million. Okay, so there's an entire line of YouTubers now who are just their entire thing is critiquing YouTube, yeah, uh, and like YouTube culture because this is what happens, uh, and that is one of those one of the one of the pretty white boys who does click that. one of the articles because I bet the article. Like, I the think New the York original Met. has been pulled. Really? Yeah, I think the original's gone. There, that's, that's, that's that's the original. It. That's yeah. the original for sure. Like it's not even on. Like the the Twitter embeds are gone. They oh got wow! Copyright from everything. Yeah. yeah. Why? The refrigerator one is around. I don't know. I don't know. 
That's anyway, Johnny, Johnny telling lies. What? Oh. No. Uh, it's fine. No. It's we, We've exhausted We've it. exhausted it. All right, Rob. Rob telling lies. Yeah, so. No papa. I thought this was mostly a domestic drama. And, with a, with a uh, sort of. When you say like an erotic suspense. Yeah. You mean of the, like. There's a there's a style of fi- I, I the reason I say like I'm asking you to define this is I think in 2019 that hasn't existed. This genre has disappeared. The genre has like, like a mm, basic instinct, like or a basic or body heat, or a, I think a body like, heat. Yeah, uh, on television, a silk stockings, <laughs> etc. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, you're right. right? You're right. Like there's a, a a sort of like mature crime adjacent horny, but like. Adult contemporary horny. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Like adults <laughs> want to see sex on screen, but like with a plot. But with a plot. I want porn, but right. with soft a plot. Soft core, very like <laughs> yeah. soft core to the point where you wouldn't even call it soft core. Right. You would call it an erotic thriller. <laughs> yeah. And I think some of that is like one of the uh, major actors that's involved with this is uh, Angela S- Serafian. Uh, who is one of the major characters in Westworld. Uh, mm-hmm. She's been, a, been, a, been a, in a bunch of things. But she plays a cam girl in this, and a lot of the marketing folks in her because she was very recognizable. Westworld was huge right up until it kind of yeah. <laughs> went off the cliff. <laughs> <Until> the second <laughs> season. Yeah, was never that good. Uh, it was fun, though. Yeah, sort of. Um, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Like if you could, no, Papa. If you could turn off your analytical brain and just be like, I am just mesmerized by the spectacle. I agree. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. Um, anyway, point is, thing I did not realize is some of what I just said is like true, but really what this is about is an undercover police operation gone wrong. Like the game is about re- like like trying to reconstruct what the hell went wrong with an infiltration of a leftist uh like ecological activist group. How did it go from trying to slip an FBI agent into their midst and like maybe get them to like do some illegal shit so you'd have an excuse to break up the group? How did that spiral out of control to the point where the operation may have resulted in an actual act of eco-terrorism. There may have been like actual traitors involved. Like the entire thing goes completely pear-shaped and you're just trying to reassemble. How did we get from the start of this to a really violent disastrous ending? And it is an, your only tool for investigating this is, a bit like her story, you can pull up, you can do word searches based on what people say in these video clips, but you only have basically um, the recorded halves of Skype conversations. And from that, you can begin assembling a timeline and a web of characters and relationships. And uh, without th- this, you'll, this is uncovered pretty quickly. Uh, so this is not really much of a spoiler. This is something that comes starts coming very clear, uh, coming very clear very early, is that the FBI agent who was sent on this mission, as part of his cover identity, starts a relationship with a leftist uh, organizer, and maybe even like starts a new family with her and he's married in his Ooh. real life with a kid. Ooh. And by the way, this happened. Like this was a huge scandal in British policing mm. where uh I think the, I think the Met had police for years 
uh, inserting themselves into leftist spaces oh, I mean, with cover identities. Yeah, this is all. I, we literally just did this, talked about Fred Hampton. This is a thing police worldwide have been doing since yeah. the left existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, like, but, but this, this was a, a long-term deep cover agents right. within groups designed to not even necessarily like provoke them into things, mm. but also just to infiltrate them. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Com- But the scandal was when these operations were burned and when the agents were pulled out, a number of them had like started entirely new lives with these women who like had been married to these guys for years with like had started families and discovered, oh, they were undercover the entire time. And actually they were, they were married and had these right. other families. And it's horrifying on multiple levels, but there's also an element of, was this just cops completely taking advantage <laughs> yeah, of yeah, a situation yeah. and like, hey, uh, I'm going to lead a double life. Right. A new, and yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So that's that, is that, and that what is this, game, what is this game is about. about. Yeah. Yeah. Is like, what sort of person does that? Yeah. And a lot of this game becomes about watching the scale of the deception and stakes of these lies just start to spiral higher and higher. And uh, a lot of this is held together by Logan Marshall Green's uh, David, who's the, this FBI agent, villain of the year. I think like this is this guy is such a piece of shit. But you start kind of rooting for him to hold this together because you you start to realize if he gets exposed, like everybody's lives is immediately right. ruined. And so you're kind of like, oh boy, I hope this I hope this is I hope you get out of this, man. I also think you should burn in hell. But like <laughs> uh, I like I I guess we just keep this going until we get to a better ending. It does not go well. Okay. But Shocking. it's it's really good. Um and the the format, I was not sure that the her story thing would would work again for me, but having this like broader web of characters and the nature of the mystery you're trying to solve, it ended up working really well and felt really natural. Like it felt like actually these are exchanges that mm. would have happened remotely via Skype. Like the entire thing is it never really falls smart. into like the <laughs> audio dry- of... diary is like, why would someone be speaking into right. this fucking microphone? <laughs> yeah. No. And I think, I think part of it is, I think these things were shot. Every every clip you find is half of a conversation. You can find the other half, mm-hmm. and so a lot of these clips. Um, and, and Cam and I were talking about this the the other day uh, in chat. A lot of this is watching characters just react to dialogue you can't hear, but maybe you've already found it, so you know what part of the conversation you're ah. in. And you'd think that's boring, but it's not. You're you're kind of like watching reactions, and you're thinking about like what is probably being said. So I think the thing that prevents it from sounding like audio diaries being read into a microphone is that it's clear that these are conversations. Right. And you are eavesdropping on part of it. You ever think about how fucked up it is that the thing we call eco-terrorism is when people do violence in the name of the environment and not when people terrorize us by destroying the environment? Oh, you really? Really? Yeah, eco-terrorism is like when you like a radical environmentalist group. I literally had assumed the other no, way around. No, like like when an oil company like destroys the yeah. local the local uh, uh, environment. That's business. In, that's business. Fuck that's that. yeah. That's what was that movie that came out last year that was about that. Oh fuck, what was that? Um, it was a good ass movie too. I'll have to flick it up. Hey, mm. we're gonna. I'm gonna interrupt this. We should order lunch and have it we delivered. Order here. lunch and have it delivered here. We should take a break again. Yep. Another uh, break. I have to go to the bathroom. We're gonna take a this. Right, this yeah, is, let's take an this, actual break. An actual break. Second, we'll order break. food to be delivered, and yeah. then we'll let's export this file and save it. 
as a part one. We'll be back after we... I think we're literally going to split this into two podcasts. I think it has to be. It has to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. I would rat... For content purposes, it is advantageous to us to have this <laughs> yeah. in two podcasts. And it's long enough. This is a yes. podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Listen. So this Oil is the companies, the real terrorists. That's right. Fuck capitalism. Go home. We'll be back tomorrow with more uh, Game of the Year conversations. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, oh, this place looks good. Not me, the like, but the head, headset. Oh, this place looks volume. good. Yeah, R- Rob and I, hey, um, in the middle of eating, that. concluded we might just be coming back here on Friday. Yeah, that'll let's be, do this. That'll be forty eight hours How's later. That? That's a comfortable amount of time before more. going back to a place <laughs> and eating the exact same thing that you got before. Perfect. Okay. Right. Yeah, at some, at some point, that place told us politely, "Could get you please, could you please get up from your seat?" Some so uh, there's only like ten oh, tables. Tiny it's yeah, tiny, yeah, yeah. and you know, it was a Wednesday. We because we did we sat down to eat probably eight o'clock at that point. Yeah. So we I guess yeah. thought we could kind of squat, and yeah. then at some point they were very polite about it. But like they, they I re- now remember the subtle hint, which was after we ordered a round of drinks uh, as we were finished up eating. You brought they the just check. brought the check. <laughs> but we forgot. We just, missed but, it. Okay, but that's we missed code, it. Right. That's that that's, is yeah. That's, that's code. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like hey, finish up and then get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then we got halfway through those beers, and yeah. they were like. I will buy you another round of beers. <laughs> Literally, if you that's give what they me said. My table they said back. if you if Holy you get up, we'll get we'll so like move the beers. bar basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. At that's, that point, that's... we felt so we. She was very nice about it. We, if we asked for the beers, I bet we could have gotten them. But there was no follow up on that. No, and she so... was not interested in. <laughs> so we let it go. We're like, we're just gonna move, and Emmanuel and Jason want to go home anyway. Right. Yeah, Rob and I will yeah. just stumble into a Oh my god. What a Patrick bar. is a fucking truffle pig for good dives. Like Thank you. Truffle, a truffle pig? pig for good dives. <laughs> yeah, a pig that finds, that truffles. finds truffles. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, he, you, to me, it looks like an empty street. And Patrick's like, whoa, hold on. Let's check this place <laughs> out. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Patrick, that is garbage. That is, Patrick, that is like an alley and maybe a urinal. <laughs> Did and, you get mugged here two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick's like, this place looks all right. And I'm like, what place? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Suddenly, there's a bouncer. Patrick's giving oh, ID to him. It good. looks like somebody's like rec room. They've turned into a bar. Okay. I'm like, what? Good. It does kind of look like your grandpa's basement. That like he has some. He built the he, wet bar, and he, yeah, he puts a pool yeah. table down there, and it's got a you know right. It, and he lets was, you come over and use it. Yeah. Don't tell your dad, but yeah, you can, yeah. You uh-huh. bring your friends over there and drink beers, right? <laughs> and play Golden Eye. Yeah, and yeah. And, and, and like pool. ten minutes into this, Rob's like, "This is the best day of my life." <laughs> 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 well, okay, hold on. Like also, this, Rob, fucking, I leave Rob to do one fucking job, and I was like, "Hey, I gotta pee real bad. Mm-hmm. Why don't they do pictures here? Like, let's just do that instead of getting beers." And I was like, "Just don't. I don't like dark beers." Yeah, well, hold okay, on. Yeah, you've got your fucking explanation. <laughs> and so I don't like stouts. I just yeah, don't yeah, like dark I, beers. Yeah. Um, but anything else is I'm, is is fine. 
come back to the table. Just a picture of a dark brown lake. I uh, one thing. <laughs> what? What? He's like, well, it should have gotten a picture and a pint for yourself. I clarified with Patrick. I was like, no stouts, right? Mm. And he was like, yeah, no stouts. And I was like, cool. I will have the winter lager. (laughs) How was I to know that the winter lager would be so dark? Of course it's going to be a dark. Lagers aren't generally. I know, but. Lagers aren't generally. That's true. Yeah. And I'll be honest. What I thought you were going to get was, I thought you were going to say, I asked him to get a pitcher. And instead he got us like a a tasting flight. (laughs) Like a, a, I, but then you, you did mention it was a dive, so that seems unlikely. No, it was unlikely. God, but got, it was twenty four dollars for a pitcher. It was. It great. was like it was. It was great because the bartenders were also clearly wasted. Nice. They were doing yeah, doing um, shots with the with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody could hear. There was anything. a bowling alley attached to it. The people were playing next the, to us. Could you hear? Oh yeah. It was. Like, it was. Like, it reminded me going to like a yeah. dinky college bar. Yeah. I was like, oh, this this is home. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't tell you the name of it. There was no name out front. It's gone now. You can't. It's just, if you go back now, there's nothing. It's there. just a wall, a yeah, brick no, wall. I mean, that is those places exist around here. Kato and I went to lunch a few. Did we go? Wait, we went to Small House of Wonder, right? No, we didn't. I told you about Small yes, House of Wonder. I've there's been a, there. There's a restaurant since. near here that does like Japanese like breakfast fusion called Small House that of Wonder. Fantastic. It's so good. And can I show you what it's it actually looks like? Magical. It is. It's it like is, out of a fucking Ghibli movie. It's like out of a Ghibli movie what? or a or a um uh like a Murakami novel. Uh, I'll show you the inside first. Yeah. Uh because because it's like it sets a tone. All right. So, uh inside is like quaint little like yeah. seating. There is a There's a tree. There's a tree in the middle Ooh. of it, right? Let me find it. Let me find it on a map and show you what it actually looks like from the street, from the street because oh. that is the part that makes it incredible. Uh here we go. Find it there. As opposed to the the place we went to in which there's no sign. There's just a coat. I looked back as we left being like, oh, I want to know what that is. And just like tweet well, out to people at some point. You should go here. It's dope. And it just says Coca-Cola sold. Here it is. That's the small Whoa. house of wonder. Are <laughs> you shitting what me? Would you, what would you say that is? An a, abandoned building. An abandoned building. It's yeah. just like wood slats. It looks like a fence yeah. that like went beyond. But do you see that tree? Yeah. That's the inside of the small house of wonder. Oh. Yeah. It's fucking cool as shit. <laughs> what happens when it rains? I don't know. I don't There's a roof. It's there's just, a roof. Is, there's it fun, a, is it funnel into it, the tree? It like, must funnel into the tree. Yeah. Okay. I've never been there when it rained. Well, it's, <laughs> so. Now that's like the first thing I want to do is just find out how they deal with yeah. it. Well, it's sort of like the camp so breakpoint. Like it's just kind of magical. Oh yeah, you know, I see what you're the, saying. The water feeds the the town and the and the tree. I'm guessing Breakpoint makes your top ten uh, video games of the year list, Rob. Uh.